This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunkcast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Mighty Thor comics. What? From Marvel, dating back to 1986. PK, how you been this week? Confused. Good, good. Uh, that's the wrong one. You got this one here. Okay. Uh, so, the as mighty normal, Thor from 1980. What, so, uh, in, to to re, to you know to recap for both our listeners and for PK, uh, during the during the previous uh, episode here, during the last issue, during the coronation of Baldur the Brave, half brother of Thor and future king of Asgard, the soon-to-be ruler was suddenly slain by curse, the incarnation of destruction. However. After touching the body of his slain half-brother with an iron sword, the magic form of Baldur faded away to reveal none other than Malekith, Lord of the Dark Elves! Thor, realizing that something must have waylaid his real brother, set out onto the road between Nornheim and Asgard to search for the missing king-to-be. Meanwhile, a man named Thatcher is released from prison on Earth. He swears to get back at the God of Thunder for imprisoning him years ago. Anyway, Thor, in his search, met, meets an old woman who is said who tells him of a trio of maidens captured by the troll Slagenbur, who lived in a flying castle. Following a path of scarlet roses, Thor sought to save these fair maidens, only to find a troll skeleton long since dead, and beneath the flying keep, a single ring set with an emerald, and deep within, a single letter K. Thor, instantly recognizing the ring for what it was, a gift given from Carnilla, the Queen of Nornheim, to his half-brother, Balder. So Thor flew up to the keep to find no troll, but three beautiful ladies waiting for him. The mighty god had barely met the maidens and enjoyed some drink and food before they attempted to rocket his chair into the stone ceiling, crushing him. Then a horned knight sprang from the shadows to defend the ladies of the castle. Thor, being wise, of course, immediately knew the Hell Knight to be his half-brother, Baldur the Brave, ensorcelled by the, ma the Maiden's magic. Thor broke the enchantment, and the gods confronted the beautiful maidens, only for them to reveal themselves as contemptible troll hags. The duo made quick work with the vile creatures, but meanwhile, and on Midgard, a middle-aged housewife named Ruby was sending her twin boys inside to get ready for supper, shortly before the hulking form of the previous prisoner, Thatcher, appears. He claims to be the boy's father and her former lover, and that the God of Thunder had taken away her memories of him. He assaults Ruby and begins to tell her at gunpoint about his plot to bring down the Norse God. A plot that starts with killing a mortal woman known as Jane Foster. Oh, shit. Anyways, Baldur and Thor's reunion is interrupted beneath the flying castle by Granny, the very same woman who sent them both on this quest in the first place. She claims to have also been enchanted by the troll hags and forced into their servitude. She, uh, she encourages them to pick a nearby flower to break the final spell of the hags. Thor does, and she reveals herself to be a beautiful maiden, thankful for their bravery. But then Baldur forces a ring from the original hags onto the maiden's finger, and she turns out to be a, a colossal troll mother in disguise. Oh, shit. We need more reveals. Holy shit. I'm actually skipping some. The brothers give way to battle, which ends when Thor hurls Mjolnir through the flying keep to bring it crashing down on the troll mother's head. And with that, the reunion of gods and brothers is complete, and the men ride off into the sunset toward Baldur's true coronation. Just to catch us back up from where we left off. So, PK, let's pick up here on the mighty Thor. Uh, this is going to be issue 371, Peace on Earth. Okay. <laughs> 
So, that's where we're starting, right there. Okay. Uh, I've got some pages covered up from you. So, uh, you okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, on the cover here, uh, we have, by the way, uh, these are like pretty long comic books, so we got a little bit to go through. But we have a picture, the, the cover is Baldur the Brave, son yeah. of Thor, holding a golden son scepter. Son of Thor? Not, sorry, half-brother of half Thor. Half-brother of Thor. Son of Odin, Odin's okay. son. Um, holding a golden scepter in one hand and a spear in the other, and a silver uh, crown uh, being adorned on his head. And it says in narration, PK, if you would. And by the way, you will be reading the voice of Thor for this comic, so I recommend getting a good Thor voice ready. Your best, your best Shakespearean Thor voice. Okay. I'll do the narration, actually. Asgard, home of the mighty Norse gods, where the sky is filled with a silence as vast as vast as all outdoors, and time itself seems to stand still. And we turn the page. Are we to the credit card? Oh yes! Thank you for reminding me. I almost, I always forget. This prog was released. This prog, this <laughs> issue, not prog. This issue was released September in 1986. This is like the month, the issue for that month, because they're not crazy. They don't release a comic a week or anything. Um, Editor-in-chief is Jim Shooter. Cover artist is Walt Sim Simonson. Writer is Walt Simonson. Penciler is Sal Bush Bushima. Bushema. Ink Inker is Albert Blevinson. Funny enough, I have a weird note about that later. Okay. Colorist, Max Scheel. Letterer, John Workman Jr. And editor is Ralph Macchio. PK, we turn the page here. I know that the, the color, the inker isn't the same name. It's a weird thing. There's two inkers and they combine their names to make it weird. Okay. Uh, we, we have a group of people standing um, around Balder, who is, we just oh, saw... Oh, there's the Warriors 3. The there's... Warriors 3, yep. You know them already, right? Do you know their names? Oh, uh, not off the top of my head. It's okay. Thor is one of the ones I didn't, re I didn't read that much. <laughs> Am I in a different universe? <laughs> uh, we, well, we are in the Marvel universe okay. right now. So... <laughs> Thor is is in the close foreground. He's got his winged Volstag helm. Volstag is one of them. Vol That's literally the only one that I cover for the most part, except for Lady Siv. Lady uh, Siv, Volstag. And there's uh, another guy who has like a Mongolian type name, and I forget who else there is. There's a guy with a mustache. Yeah, um, the the one who's like who's a like, fencer kind of thing. He's based off of like Robin Hood looking. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, Thor's in the close foreground. He has a beard. He's got the long blonde oh, hair. Oh, wow, he does have a beard. Yeah. Um, that's pretty new as well, because he recently got uh, back from being transformed as a frog before, you know, the recap. Right. Uh, the, the, frog the mighty of thunder. frog of thunder. Yeah. Lady Sif is next to him. Volstag's in the background, a group of the well-known characters. As a man is placing the coronet around ba uh, his half-brother, Baldr, Thor is thinking to himself, "'Tis done. Asgard at last has a new liege lord." And I think my father would have approved. And the old gentleman says, as he puts the coronet around Baldur's head, As lawgiver, <clears throat> as lawgiver of the realm of Asgard, I hereby proclaim Baldur the Brave, ruler of the Golden Realm and all her lands. And Baldur says, The rune of kingship he, he wears, Oh, sorry, it's the same old guy. The rune of kingship he wears upon his brow. And now the old man throws his, you know, hand skyward and yeah. proclaims, The responsibility for her safety he must carry in his heart. May the Norns watch over him and the kingdom and guide his footsteps. Let us honor him this day. I, I feel like I should know this because we've been reading this for a very long time and 
We're big Thor fans, but where is Odin? I forgot. Uh, Odin is missing. Odin's gone. Okay. Or dead. We don't know. Okay. Um, I forgot that detail because, you know, it's something I should have remembered, but I forgot it. I, that's why I did a recap for you about, you know, the trolls and, and Balder coming back and everything. Thank you. Um, so we have a cut to the crowd and people are cheering and the narration says, And the silence is broken by a thunderous ovation as Asgardians from every corner of the Golden Realm salute their new ruler. And Balder hefts up above his head the golden scepter that gleams bright, and he calls out, My friends, Balder the Brave is not deserving of the honor you have bestowed upon him. Always I shall strive to be worthy of the golden scepter of Odin. Go in peace. And he simply turns and walks away, spear and golden scepter in hand, as Thor thinks is to that himself. Odin spear? Odin was famous for wielding a spear, wasn't he? Yes, he was, in fact, okay. famous for wielding a spear. That's something I should remember uh, from all the oh, Thor we've read and covered. <laughs> Keep going. It's probably Odin's spear, honestly. Go for it. My gentle friend, every word you utter proves that Thor was right. Oh, nope, my bad. Oh, shit. That's not Thor thinking in third person. That is the old man's thinking mm. that. But then Thor has a thought here. No other Asgardian is more worthy than thee to sit in my father's seat. And now, moments later, in the Hall of Odin, we see like a massive kind of stone that looks like a like a perfect dwarven like dwarven type of uh, of massive plinths of stone thrown, and everyone's coming in, and I believe there's some narration. Moments later, in the yes. Hall of Odin, yes. Now, my lord, will you not take the great throne? Long has it awaited a master, and Balder. Um, instead, we see that there are ravens nearby, as Odin was known to Yeah, have. ravens and wolves. Yep. He's, got, he's famous for having two ravens and two wolves. Uh, I forget what a Hati and Skaldi are like that pull the sun and the moon, so on and so forth. And Hugin and Mutin are the ravens. Really? Yeah. Nice. I know what Hugin I know from. Mutin, I just I, remember from American Gods. I remember from fucking uh, uh, God of War, which is really good uh, Norse mythology as well. Hell yeah. Baldur is, however, looking now at a smaller, similar made throne, much, <laughs> much smaller, off to the side. I'll sit in the smaller throne over. Over to the left. Well, he says, Longer still shall it wait, Volstag. I have had the craftsman fashion another seat, and there will, will there will Balder sit. Though the fate of the Allfather is unknown, I will carry his scepter and spear in trust. So it is his it is Odin's scepter, Odin's spear, okay. and Odin is missing, effectively. Yeah. Um, and now we have the beautiful the sp- just splendid form of Balder sitting. In the chair, uh, a, Raven on the like back. A, there's like an aura behind him. Like oh, a, yeah. Like a halo. There's like a halo behind him. He's got the him. two wolves, he's got the raven, he's got the spear and the scepter. It's a really cool panel. I know I'm reading a lot right now, but I promise you, this is like the last we're going to get a Balder for a bit. Uh, his throne shall remain... Uh, speaking of Odin. His throne shall remain un, uh, untenanted until such time as the High One returns. This seat shall do for Balder. And my first charge as liege is that we dispense with the address, my lord. In the service of Asgard, I will carry the burdens of the state and bear them with your help. And now we get a close-up of the rather, like, kind of charming smile face. Like, he's got, like, a... Things are too good right now. I feel like... I feel like... (laughs) To be fair, shit was fucked earlier. That's true. I mean, I I should remember Remember, that. it was Malekith last time. Yeah. Um, So this is either a well-deserved ending or, like... It's like things are too good right now and they're about to go south. And, you know, from a, from, from a narrative <laughs> point of view, I can't tell which is which because, I mean, I should know because I've read a lot of it. The joke being, of course, 
We've never read Thor before. No! I'm glad you're with me here, PK. Um, have you figured out? Have you figured out why we're doing this yet? A little bit. I'm trying to figure. I think okay, so. Okay. It's very, very <laughs> similar. I get a lot of. Wait for it. Uh, Balder, we get like a close-up on his and his uh, charming face, and he has he says to the camera, now much more like less austere, more smiling. Yeah, more like ah, it's just me, Yili. It's just yeah. me, the chief. But Balder, I I was Balder, I am, and all the diadems and scepters of the nine worlds will not alter me. So be it. Yeah. And now, oh yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice, right? Is like he gonna become fucking Cal. Cal. Who the hell is Cal? You know, from that other comic book we read that one time. Oh, God. Is he going to turn into, like, fucking uh, the tyrant Cal? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe we'll see. That'd be really weird for it to happen, you know? Because, like, I mean, this is Idris Elba we're talking about. Um, Idris Elba is Heimdall, not the same character. Oh, you're right. Heimdall, well, con- the- Heimdall controls the, the Rainbow the, Bridge. You're right. Yeah. He ha- he controls the Bifrost, so not the same character. You're right. I was yeah. You're Balder right. is the first guy technically you fight in God of War, the right. drunk guy with the tattoos. Yeah, everywhere. who thinks? Yeah, clearly not the same Balder. Obviously, I mean it's a, it's a it's thousands of year old myth. They can they can exactly you change as much as you want, right? Yeah. Let's turn the page and figure out where we're going from here, shall we? Let's... PK, I'm gonna have you read the narration here. Meanwhile, on Earth, in the suburbs of Chicago, uh, we have give me your best. 1920s, 1930s ex-mobster voice of like an overweight, old aging mobster. I owe Ruby. I owe a lot of people a lot of pain. And now we see, cutting inside, we have a woman, uh, possibly in her like late 40s, early 50s and two... Identical ad- sons. Two identical sons. Everyone looks very Italian. Yeah. Uh, and they're and she has her hands on their shoulders, like holding them, and keeping look, them safe. She looks worried and they look a little... Mad. Yeah, they look pissed. She looks sad, and yeah. she's saying, and the, the guy, the guy is saying, and Thor's on the top of the list. And now we, the camera pans over, and we got an overweight dude and a wife beater. What else are you gonna yeah, have? Yeah, he's fucking tanked He's got a beater. beer in one hand, the remote, TV remote in the other. I mean, what else do you want in life, right? This is the most. And she's she angels with filthy souls. <laughs> and she's and she and the kids are just like shunt into the corner away yeah. from everything as the guy continues narrating. So I've made all the arrangements, babe. And now he continues pulling a pistol out. Oh shit! Yeah. And you're, so, and you're just a long-lost sister coming to bring a con... What? Yep. You're just a long-lost sister coming to bring a to bring a con a little sunshine. You deliver the goods. Keep your trap shut. And now he offers her a tiny white kind of... An like, eraser? It looks like a, like, a, like a white eraser, but almost an envelope in a way. Like like something... Like, it, you go to Olive Garden and it gives a little mint wrapped in tinfoil. It looks this? like that, or it looks like... It literally looks like the shape and size of like a white school eraser that just... It's the shape of... And looks like an envelope in a way. Yeah. But it's very, very small, and he hands it to her, saying... And Thug Thatch will be history. No hard feelings. So, he's telling her... This is the role you're going to play. This is Thatcher, the character from the previous issue, who had gone out of prison and is now plotting Indeed. against Thor. Thor. And yeah, he, some some mafioso is trying to take down the God of Thunder. Because uh, we'll get into who Thug Thatcher is in a little bit, I promise. Okay. Uh, but uh, she takes she accepts the little tiny white squarish envelope from him, yeah. as he says. And just remember, I'll be babysitting your kids, and we wouldn't want anything to happen to them while you're gone. Now, would we? As he says creepily over her shoulder. You got till six o'clock tonight to get back here. Don't blow it. And now, and in Odin's Great Hall in Asgard, we cut back. Hey, and, it's the Warriors 3. Yep, it's the Warriors 3. We got Lady Siv in the background. Um, 
The Warriors 3 was actually, what, six people? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's those three guys, plus Lady Sif, plus Thor, plus Loki sometimes. Um, there's also another guy we're going to be meeting here soon that might be considered one of the, the three. Okay. But Thor is doing his great Shakespearean, you know, uh, Cap uh, Captain Morgan, you know, one leg up oh on the podium. Oh my god, that pose, yeah. Uh, offering a handout to Balder. Balder has one hand on the scepter, other hand on the wolf, and the, the people are sitting in the background. As Thor says to his half-brother, My friends! I want to thank you all. <laughs> it's getting a beta. A beta. Keep going. Thor has been like a will-o'-the-wisp here of late, and because of you, the king, the kingdom, and the succession are safe. You see, on the throne of Asgard, Balder. Wait. To see you on the throne of Asgard, Balder, is to see the sun rise through the clouds at last, and through the kingdom and. And to know that the kingdom is secure. The sun is not the sun, S-O-N, Thor. If ever you decide to sit here, you have but to ask. I'll sit in the big chair, though. <laughs> Thor continues on. If that's the condition of your abdication, then long shall Balder, the brave, rule Asgard. <laughs> I love this version of Thor. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Own it. For the first time since my father vanished. I do not worry about the gold, about the fate of the golden realm, and I am content. And now we look over at Baldur, who's got the scepter in his hand, Raven on the back over here. You cannot fool an old friend, Thor. I know you did not occupy the throne yourself, because the Will-o'-the-Wisp enjoys his adventures too much to give them up. I want to go hang out with Tony Stark. He wants to go and have adventures. He wants to go do Midgard. adventures in the That's, Nine Realms. He always does. That's what Thor has always been about. And uh. Now the the mustachioed gentleman whose name I forget shows up and Volstagg. What's his name? He looks like I'm pulling Ian, it up. I Ian, don't. I'm, I'm trying to think of the guy he looks like he's based on. Like the guy from all the old Robin Hood movies. Oh, he reminds me of like Flynn. Uh, he reminds me of like uh, like Benvolio or or Mercutio kind of thing. Oh, uh, God. Warriors Ian three. Flynn? No, Ian Flynn is our writer. I can't believe I didn't write all these names down. Um, it is Fandal and Hogan. Fandal and Hogan and, and Volstagg. Yeah, Volstagg. So yeah, that is it is. Oh, Beto. What? Nothing. I didn't. I didn't look ahead. Uh, by a panel. Well, well, there, I mean, he shows up over here. How do you know this character, PK? Because I've I I know Beta Ray Bill just from other like through osmosis. Like I said, that Thor, is amazing. Thor is one of the ones I read the least of, but I know Beta Ray Bill. I don't know Beta Ray Bill. What the uh, fuck? Okay, so we're gonna get to that because you kind of missed him earlier. Yeah, uh, I did. But uh, Van uh, Fandel approaches and he's got this beautiful mustache. He says. Nay, Balder, methinks in truth that Thor hath grown a beard so he may retire in quite an, an, an anonymity as an orchid grower. And then Volstagg, the big guy, I'm oh, go for it. Surely, Fandel, Thor but seeks to emulate the glory of Volstagg's whiskers. And Volstagg has got <laughs> just a beard. That's, that's a joke they put in the movie. <laughs> I see you've copied my beard. That's literally it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No joke. Volstagg is like the dwarfiest dwarf, but he's actually like 12 feet tall. And yeah. He's, and he's... Uh, Volstagg is one of my favorite characters. Really? I love Volstagg. In the movies, I loved him in the comics when I... The very few comics I read about him. He's very fun. Um, but, but in uh, the movie, the movie in Thor 1, where like... <laughs> he's just fighting the, the destruct destroyer. And yeah. It's just a good... I love Volstagg. He's great. He's he's very good comedic relief. I wish the Warriors 3 got more attention. Me too. But now we have a horse-faced weird man who's dressed as Thor approaches. I don't... I, he, he just got, like, the... <laughs> he got a Molinier from a, a different dimension. He's like an alien Thor. He's we're gonna an alien get with the powers of Thor. I remember so that. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get into that. But it is 
A very... And he has a different hammer. Okay, he, okay, I will say this much. He's the guy who wields Stormbreaker. That's right. Which is a different type of hammer that is almost identical to the... Mjolnir that Odin made for him. Okay. And we're going to get more into Beta Ray Bill's backstory and the recap, I okay. promise. Yes. Beta Ray Bill, though, uh, approaches, offering his hand to Thor, and I'll, I'll do the voice. If that were true, I should stay, I should stay, that I might see the results. I'm doing my best. Uh, but, my friends, this is farewell. I must return to my own people. And he shakes Thor's hand, as Thor says. I thank you, Bill, that you have been a better Thor as of late. You may, may you find your people safe. And should you ever need my help, you but need to call my name, and I will hear you. Very Shakespearean. And now we turn yeah. the page, and uh, of course, Thor has to say goodbye to his mom. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's patting his mom on the back, and as he says to her, Lady Frigga, foster mother. Foster mother? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the time has come for me to depart as well. I may have been away from Midgard too long, and I am needed there. Come back when you can, my son. Your father looks out through your eyes, and I see him again when you are here. My word of honor, mother. Midgard, of course, having an asterisk being Earth. Yeah, because it's know one of the nine realms. It's, Midgard, yeah. Asgard, Jotunheim. All right, all right, we're doing this. Oh, I can't remember. That's all. Oh. I think I can get more. Uh, because of God of War. Yeah. Al Alfheim, Niflheim. Niflheim is the Dark Elves. Musfulheim. Uh, you've got Jotunheim. Yo, I said Jotunheim, yeah. Uh, did you say Jotunheim? That's one, that's one of the three I remembered, yeah. Uh, there's, oh my god, there's uh, Helheim, Asgard, Midgard. I think that's nine. I think I got them all. Um, I think so. So, don't don't remove no, that No, I'm thing. not, I'm not. Um, now we have... Uh, Thor is turning over, is, uh, Frigga has walked away, mm -hmm. and he's turning over to Lady Sif, who, if you do not know... They have a, they have an on and off again romance, him, Lady Sif, and Jane. Yeah, there's like a love triangle there. Yep, um, I knew that. We're gonna get into that, believe me. I'm gonna barely touch on it, because there's so much. Mm -hmm. But Thor says to Lady Sif, as she has her face turned away, down, uh, crestfallen. Lady Sif, rather would I die a thousand deaths than face thee now. But bravery in battle is no bravery at all if a man cannot speak to a maid when the time comes. Lady Sif, my own heart has lacked courage, Thor. I have been a poor excuse for a warrior maiden. And the two of them set off as the entire crowd kind of like, you know, looks, looks on. At them, like, yeah. As they go walking to the distance and Thor says... It's a really cool panel, the way everything's... Like black, except out, for yeah. everyone looking at them and them. Yeah, it kind of, it's zeros in the spotlight on them, yeah. literally. Thor says, Perhaps Thor is a poor excuse for a lover. And here I am going away. We must speak now with our hearts. We're gonna do it. Uh, I don't know, honestly. I think that's what Thor means. Speak now with our hearts. Speak now with our hearts. Or they could be having a heart-to-heart -heart conversation about, uh, you know, where their relationship is. But, now we cut back to Midgard. Probably New York City because we see skyscrapers. Um, and PK, if you want to give me, uh... The narration, please. Right. I'd much appreciate it. But whatever words their hearts would speak are private, for our story turns elsewhere. Mm -hmm. In New York City, the lunch hour draws to a close, and the passerby, the passerby considers the state of the world as they know it. And we have a bunch of overlapping speech bubbles. If Dwight Gooden's an uh, ankle falls up the Mets, this... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 40, Red 000, or white? 40,000 shares at 23 and a quarter plus a leverage. Uh, it just over Don't suppose that Kenny can possibly. Yeah. Uh, keep going for narration. 
the state is about to change. And we see like a crackling in the middle of the air, like oh, like a like a portal like being a portal opened, right? Or, or a or a realm. Oh, possibly a realm. A portal a, or a... A young buxom blonde is walking in the foreground. Funny. She is hot. Sounds like static. Then a shrack as this weird portal rips open. This uh, uh, like hole in space-time kind of yeah. opens up. And the lady, maybe it's microwaves, microwaves or... or... What's that? PK, remove that page. What do we have, PK? Paint me a picture with words. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'm just going to pour myself a drink real quick. Take your time. We have... I... <laughs> okay. Okay. Is he a... Okay. We have a man on a, or a flying orange motorcycle flying through the portal. Yep. Uh, he is wearing futuristic... It looks... <laughs> It's very okay. It's all very futuristic, but not so far in the future. It, <laughs> he looks like an Imperial Guardsman from Warhammer 40k a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. This, but he has all these hoses all over his. He's got one hose, not all. His, <laughs> um, he's wearing futuristic armor. Okay. He's wearing a. He has a big white star on his red shirt that, that reads peace. Yep. He's on a a a, 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 a retro futuristic <laughs> flying motorcycle. Yeah. With like three. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, flat headlights. Yeah. Um, and they have like a big sound effect of wahoom. Yeah. Um, as this character. Oh my god, he's a fucking judge. As he lets out a, I'm through. Uh, I will be reading for this he character has, as you'll be reading for Thor. He has uh, like one like like a scouter from Dragon Ball Z over one eye. Yeah, he's That's got part a, of his part, part of his, his helmet. Helmet. Uh, he's got big pauldrons, one of which has like a tube that goes into a pack. A, yeah. Um. Yeah, this looks like a fucked up version of a judge, kind of. Um, someone else, Marvin, help! Holy! And then we cut now to, like, we, we look look at, like, we have a speech bubble, and there's, like, a don't walk sign, and people are walking across the street anyways. And I'll read for the character if you don't mind. Oh, no, Unbelievable! <laughs> Citizens breaking the law and not an officer in sight. My peacemaker will fix that. And we see this person pull out a pistol, which has, like, a tube connected to it. And we hear a toot, toot, toot as he fires at these people. Here's instant social adjustment, scum! Let justice be done! He's a Judge Dredd parody. <laughs> PK, this. welcome to Let There Be Peace, issue Thor 371. I've never even heard of this character. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's, believe me, it's gonna get weird. Let's turn the page. Is he to the Marvel Universe what Judge Death is to the Judge Dread Megaverse? Uh, you're gonna be surprised. There's some surprises coming. Is Judge Death gonna show up? Like, it's an even worse version <laughs> than me. Keep going. Well, maybe, maybe oh we'll learn. Oh my god. We turn the page, and there are three citizens who get shot in the back of their spines on their necks. He shoots them in the back of their necks, and there's like a tick, tick, tick. and someone goes, "What the? Ouch!" And then, PK, if you want to read uh, for these citizens, please. My and, look, and they're like, they like do all do a 180 and head yeah. back to the sidewalk. Yeah. My legs are starting to tingle. What's going on? I I can't stop myself. What's happening to me? Lucky for those lawbreakers, I haven't got time to crack their skulls proper. But DNA implants will prevent them from ever jaywalking again. Okay, so it's not killing them. I thought he was just gunning them down. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
he's, but he's, it's, it's Marvel Comics. They can't show people just getting gunned down in the streets. Yeah. We had the the, he, com, the, the CCA. He's doing the uh, DNA implants to prevent them from behaving in a certain way, which is way more humane. No. <laughs> now, this gentleman uh, vroom, rides ahead to a street vendor stand, like paper stand, right? Right. And he pulls up to a guy. A guy's got like a little ball cap and big round glasses on. He's a news. He's a typical guy. Newsy, who, right? You gonna buy something? Get out of here! Yeah. This corner concessionary should give me the information I need. The guy turns over and looks at this guy. What's the date, citizen? To which the guy is just like, like staring at him, like, "What the fuck?" I mean, but if you live in New York in in the Marvel universe, you've seen weirder stuff. Honestly, at this point, probably yeah. But he definitely this is pretty. This weird. is pretty weird. This is pretty weird. And the guy, who, the helmet character with the the one red uh, retina, the re reading scandal, whatever it is, says, "Are you deaf? I want the date, and I want it now." Uh, uh, May first, nineteen eighty-six, sir. To which the guy turns away, and we get a nice profile of his big chin. Oh my his, god! Uh, it's, oh uh, my god! Jump <laughs> on top of his face and look who that is. It's the protruding chin and the. That's yeah. The most Judge Dredd profile I've ever seen outside of Judge Dredd. To which this guy responds to the, the, the date. He says, Craggit, the time flux has sent me to the outer statistical limits of the past. I have only a few hours left. And now he... Craggit? Craggit. Yeah, well done. That's a line. Um, the guy zooms away on his flying... Uh, what would you describe it as? Uh... uh Inner, what's the, what's, what am I thinking of right now? Uh, it's like a... Uh, it has no wheels. It's a flying motorcycle. But it looks like a fucking Look traffic light. Yeah. That's a traffic yeah, light motorcycle. Does. That's what I was thinking with the three he, headlights. He zooms away, and I'll need all of them to reach big-shouldered Chicago in time. Big-shouldered Chicago? Then <laughs> <laughs> that's a line. Uh, yeah, big-shouldered Chicago. Writing that down. I don't know why I didn't... What the fuck? Uh, but PK, what happens in the meantime? He gets hit with fucking Mjolnir. He does. Like, it's a cool panel. We see just Mjolnir come flying onto, onto the panel. And we even hear the God of Thunder's voice. Hold, villain! Oh, as he gets whack her wham off the uh, bike. And now Thor is landing as the... I'm not Judge Dredd, but Judge Dredd looks up. Though you wear a uniform, you are no officer of the law of New York. Jaywalking may be a misdemeanor, but it doth not merit an armed rebuke. You got a lot to say, don't you, citizen? So the, the guy draws his pistol and fires at him real quick. Spack! What do you call his peacemaker? He called his peacemaker pistol. Well Which done. Is, what peacemakers are, that's this term for pistols I've heard before. Right, right. But he also Usually says peace all. on his chest. It does say peace on his chest. Um, but nobody, no lawgiver. But nobody talks back to a justice, and justice peace lays down the law. Justice Peace. Justice Peace. PK, welcome to Justice Peace, also known as Peace on Earth. This, this, uh, this one individual. This is fucking nuts. Uh, Thor, however, spins his hammer and deflects the bullet and and thinks that's to himself. A, that's a usual Thor move. Thor goes, move. Oh yeah, yeah. spin the hammer. Yeah. Go for it. His hand moves with blinding speed. <laughs> blinding speed on the draw. However, the bullet ricochets and it explodes Whoa! and blows up like something on the street. And a Incendiary guy, rounds. A guy's like, watch out! Um, Thor now delivers a huge crack to the to the head of Justice Peace. And he's thinking to himself as he does so. The building wall dissolves in flames. His gun must have fired some kind of incendiary missile. Eh? My foe's weapons are much too powerful to allow him to use them again. 
Oh. As he cracks him across the face with that strong Thor right. Justice Peace lands on his ass, and we see the, the, the bicycle, uh, the motorcycle flying in from the background. Crag it! This is no ordinary criminal. Only my energy-enhanced union skin saved me. Hop cycle! Energy emergency pickup now! Uh, and the hop cycle now, as we know it, flies up to the side of him, and Justice Peace hops on, saying, He has to be one of the numerous super-powered vigilantes who inhabit this lawless area. I can't era. take any. Oh, era. Era. Sorry, era. This is a time era. It's time travel. Not yeah. I can't take any chances. And he like clicks something on the handle of his bike, and a fucking missile comes out the front of it. The safety and security of all of Brooklynopolis depends upon the, my success this afternoon. <laughs> I almost made it. As he fires the thump, this giant missile. Yes. Mega City, Brooklynopolis. Brooklynopolis. That, did I say that right? Um, the missile sprang, hits uh, Thor dead on in the chest. However, it does not explode. Instead, it becomes kind of this metal shield with, like, uh, manacles that wrap yeah, around, around his, his arms. Yeah, they hold his arms to his sides okay. as Thor uh, has to, you know, elaborate what's going on. From within the shell, some sort of a heavy... <laughs> Go for it. Heavy density plasma congealing about me. And now we see Judge Justice Peace is flying away in the background as Thor, of course, narrates. <laughs> the expanding molecules have hardened into a restraining device. <laughs> one of which even I cannot seem to shatter. As Peace is driving away, I'm sorry, citizen, but justice defrayed, not justice delayed. Pedal metal hop cycle. That's a line. There we go. Justice defrayed, not justice delayed. Yep. We have now we have some cops approaching on the scene, and they're running. They're running towards uh, Thor, probably not to you know arrest or hurt him. Right, because Thor is one of the heroes in good standing with the police and stuff. True. What's going on, Spider-Man? Who they just shoot for some reason? What's going on here? Good Lord, it's Thor! Who could have hogtied him like that? Should I call for some backup, Sergeant? And Thor, however, has other other ideas. That will not be necessary. Officer, stand back! And he begins to twirl his hammer. Because his, his arms are mostly free. They're just, like, but pinned his, to his sides. Yeah. Like, grabbing an action figure. Exactly, right? Yeah. Through the, de- through the device resists the, my strength is a material object. A material object. And hence, unable to pass through the semi- Permeable space for. What was that, PK? Unable to pass through my semi-permeable space warp, such such as Mystic Mjolnir can create. And Thor just zoom teleports out of it. He just teleports out of it. Teleports out of it, and the the device clunk comes to the ground. And as Thor reappears from clouds, I am not so restricted. Uh, right, no problem. And now... It's weird to see Thor burst, burst out with this, this technical jargon. Yeah. It's like, Thor, the Thor as I know him doesn't say semi-permeable space warp. It's kind of interesting. It, it does play into that whole, like, it's not magic, it's science in a way that we get a lot from uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But it's very Especially much... Especially when it comes to Asgard. Yep. We're still in, like, magic crazy stuff at right. times, though. Um, turning the page, however, we see now... What's going on here, PK? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is that fucking... What's his, what's her name? From, it looks like one of the snake assassins from, like, Power Man from, like, the wow. 1970s. Why would you say that? Because she has, like... <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing this green leotard with tights under it, 
and she has this cape, this cloak, and the collar <laughs> is what so... What the collar, PK? It's like two feet tall. It's it's the most ostentatious, ridiculous piece of wear. Oh, what was that group of assassins called in, in, in you know, Luke Cage? You know, they were... They, the foot. The hand. The the hand was the... <laughs> the but there was all the snake assassins who all hated Luke Cage. You know, some of them appear in the show. Like I don't remember Cotton the show Mouth very much. And, I remember Cottonmouth, but I don't remember Cotton Cottonmouth and Bushwhacker in the comics were part of a, a larger group of okay. snake-themed assassins. I will tell you... Sabretooth was there, and he wasn't a mutant. He was just a guy who dressed like that. This is, in fact, Hela, the god of death. This is hell? This is Hela, yes. And we are in hell right now. And she is looking at a massive globe sphere like a crystal ball that has Thor's face on it. It's the fucking cloud it. thing from Chicago. Cloud thing from The Chicago. fucking big silver ball from Chicago? Oh, the bean. The, the bean. bean. Yeah. No, no. Not the bean. She's not in Chicago. It is a giant crystal sphere. But they sphere. are going to Chicago. Uh, Judge He's, Peace is. Yeah. Um, but Thor is saying from inside the bubble as that, she watches. But that leaves the question of our mis- of our mysterious cyclist whereabouts unanswered. And as, going to Chicago. and as Thor ponders his next move somewhere far, far away, we have Hela sitting on her, th- on her like, it looks like a throne, but it also looks like just rocks in a way. This was her design in the comics? Yeah, not at all like the movie. The movie's way better, I would this say. sucks. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, she, she does get a huge art update eventually to look similar to what we see in the movie with the horns everywhere and the yeah. blades. Way cooler. This looks just like fucking Scarlet Witch. It looks but like worse. it looks like uh, like one of those old like the Phantas, the Phantom kind of. It you looks kind of like Spawn a little bit too. A little bit Spawn, but not nearly as cool. Not nearly um, as cool. That she is saying as she reclines on a throne, "I have dreamt about you of often of late, son of Odin. You were quite a hero when you broke into Hell and defeated Hela. Her minions and subjects still speak of it." We have a little asterisk. Thor, 360, 362. Um, she continues, And the knowledge burns her like a raging fire, so I have decided to grant you a gift. Before I am through with you, Thor, you will come crawling to me, begging for death's final embrace, and Hela will be revenged. Meanwhile, in Scragmore Penitentiary, <laughs> just outside Chicago, through here, ma'am, we have... Ruby, the Italian-looking mother who is walking now. She has, like, a coat on and a purse and a little hat. Yo, She's... dude, she looks about to make some minestrone for justice peace. What a weird coincidence, you could say. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> she... She's walking through the penitentiary in, like, a visitor's area. We see visitors' rooms on the yeah. side. A guard is calling out, Beak as quick as you can, ma'am. Visiting hours are almost over. And now she sits at a table with a plexiglass uh, between her and another gentleman. And she says... Hello, Charles. PK, give me your best, like, oh, Cletus Cassidy psycho stabber okay. dude, if you would. So he's a psychopath. If you would. Well, the thing about Cletus Cassidy is that, that cool southern drawl that makes him... What do you, whatever you want to do for it, right. it, this is not a nice person. Hi, sis. What do you know? And this guy, like, leans into the, the, the screen here. Yeah. And the uh, Ruby, we can see she's, like, doing the shifty eyes, and she's pulling that little white envelope out from her purse. Fine. Everybody's fine. And mom? How about mom and the kids? And now we see Ruby places the little white envelope and sticks it underneath the shelf in front of the gentleman, uh, like, under the table, which would still be separate from the two of them. Yeah, by the yeah, the other side. Uh, but she says, they're fine. They're, they're just fine. And pop... Still trying to hit the numbers. 
fine. He's fine, too. And Ruby just stands up and starts leaving immediately already. Glad to hear it, sis. Drop on by any time, huh? Fine. That's just fine, Charles. Goodbye. Okay, so she planted something yep. in the visitation room. Now we have a janitor coming in with a push broom. Oh, I should plan here now. And, and the as... The guy who has to clean up the visitors out of the visitation room. And the cop has his back. The guard has his back. And the, he gets the... He pockets the little envelope in his shirt pocket. Passes it through the bars to somebody else. Passes it to a, a different guy. So it's... Another guy passes it to another guy. And it's now in the laundry bin that's going by. And sure enough... Gets back to uh, Charles. It goes through... A not uh, not necessarily to Charles. It goes oh. through a window, like a uh, a barred window of a cell, right? And, and it, this it guy lands. has the coolest fucking manacles I've ever seen. It looks like this is what he has to walk Wolverine up in. Yeah, it's literally it, these are very special manacles. They start at the wrist and they go up to the like the first knuckle, and they separate each finger individually and thumb. Yeah. So there is like no means of this person making a fist. Right. Basically. Um, and we can see these fists reaching down. We can't see the person as of yet. No, we can't see. We but see the, the manacles, and we see him grab see the thing. What, see what this guy looks like. God, I hope it's someone I know. Flip it over and see. It's no one you know. I don't You're know welcome. who the fuck this man. <laughs> I don't know this person at all. I don't know. I don't even know who this is. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, this guy. Sorry. He looks like fucking Moe from the Three Sir, the Three Good Stooges. He's got the kind of bowl cut, but he looks like. He looks like the Green Goblin without the green skin, or like the Hobgoblin. Oh yeah, he got this crazy fucking grin, and pointed, pointed eyebrows, and ears, and, and, and nose. Um, give this guy, sorry, your your psycho stabber voice. At last, Thatcher came through, and that means I've got my ticket out of here. Exactly. Yes. Late that after afternoon, we see the same gentleman with the manacles is outside in the yard. He's chained at the ankle now, and there's a guard overhead. Another five minutes in the yard, Wolf. Then you're coming in. And they're all still scared of me. They're all still... They're still scared of me after all this time. Good. Hey, what's he doing? As we see, he pulls out a little, like, nose piece that has unfolded. Yo, is this that thing from Titan they have to wear? Titan. From Judge Dredd, the penitentiary... The oh, the respirators. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see. He puts it over his nose, though. Drop that thing, Wolf. Whatever it is, drop it. Uh, they're still scared of me after all this time. Good. Because now they're going to be too late to stop me. Larry, look! As the two cops look over, the guards look over, and a, a helicopter is zooming in. Yeah. Uh, like a two-person, two-seater helicopter. And we have a thump, thump as two gas grenades are chucked out, and they explode on the ground. And the guards, oh, <laughs> the alarm fast, <laughs> gag. As one guy says, gag. Um, <laughs> and the, the helicopter, whap. Thwack, bap, thwack, as he's firing more tear gas or yeah. gas canisters. And Wolf, as we've heard him described, is just giving his, like, yeah, kind of grin. Yeah. yeah. Um, as if this fucking claw machine claw drops down. Literally a fucking claw machine Like the claw. fucking, in the toys from Toy Story. The claw. The claw. As he uh, runs for it. That's it. I'm history. And he, the, the for some reason, instead of grabbing the claw, the claws grab the, his fucking manacle. <laughs> they grab the chain between his manacles, which is kind of funny. And he calls out as he's leaving. So long, Sabs! <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. That exact energy. As the helicopter just leaves with him hanging. And then we turn the page. The twilight wanes, but for one household, the evening brings no peace. 
and the nightmare has no end. And we're back with Ruby, and now the shadow cast uh, nightscape that is her living room. She's wringing her hands in the corner. Both the boys are in, um, in their in their bedroom, like peeking, like through, peeking the door. through the door. And uh, Thatcher, who we heard I've, I've identified earlier, who was the guy who got out of prison in the previous issue, right? He's sitting. Another beer sandwich at a TV watching tray. TV, watching yeah, TV, eating his, drinking his beer, watching, eating his dinner. Remember, mobster voice, go yeah. for it. We look at the kind of stuff they're putting on TV these days. Oh, he's been in prison for a long time. That's why. Yep. Jeez, it's unbelievable. They ain't, they ain't hardly wearing anything. No wonder this country's going to the dogs. Ruby comments in the background. I did like you told me, Mister Thatcher. Are you, are you going to let us alone now? Wine, wine, wine. You just love to wine, don't you? No, I ain't leaving now. And maybe I ain't ever gonna leave. I like it here. Keep uh, going. This deal is costing me all the money I had squirreled away. But it's gonna be worth it. Until I make sure nothing goes wrong, I'm staying. Now get back in the bedrooms, all of you. And don't come out till I call you. And Ruby, don't be, fo don't be so formal. Call me thug. As she turns away, a tear on her cheek. Um... We're going to get more more history on that. Outside, the night turns angry as the wind begins to howl, and we hear, like, there's, like, lightning crackling in the background. The, tre cool yeah. the trees quiver in the anticipation of the approaching storm. And now we see the man uh, identified as Wolf with his manacles and a guy in kind of a pilot's outfit with a gun yeah. enter from the back door, and the slamming of the back door is all but in inaudible beyond the porch as the guy calls out with the manacles... Thatcher? Uh, you're talking with yourself. I'm so sorry. It's I'll, okay. Which I can one do you, you want to do it? Yeah. Go for uh, it. No, I, I'll. Uh, if you want, you, you take half. I'll, I'll do. I'll do. Uh, no, you do them. You do them. It's on you. Oh, okay, okay. You gotta do it. The boys called me Thug. You, Brad Wolf. Look at these. Look at these shackles, Mister. What do they? What do you think? They lock ordinary bums up like this? And now the two square off face to face. This other man with a red ball cap. And He's big, just kind of standing there. He's just kind of between them holding a gun for some reason. Yeah. Pretty feisty for a guy who just got his walking papers, ain't ya? Uh, I've been inside long enough to to know that if you went through the trouble springing me, there's... The <laughs> Go for it. You ain't interested in my good looks or my disposition. What's the deal? Women wolf. <laughs> Keep going. We're going to get there. Or at least one woman. One woman and... An ex-nurse named Jane Foster. There we go. She's a nurse? Jane Foster originally was a nurse. Okay. We're going to go into more on her backstory as well. She's like a physicist in the MCU. Oh, she's like a nuclear... Yeah, she's way more agency in that than in this. Yeah. She, though, though, again, I'll get into it. She does... She is given a lot more agency later in the comics. Cool. We'll get into she, that. I know she becomes Thor at one point. Well, there you go. Right there. She's got some old connection to Thor. And when she's dead, it's going to give Thor a lot of pain. You remember Thor. And Thatcher now is like, like just giddy. He's got the, the creepy smile going, almost pointed teeth. Yeah. I never forget him. I hate him forever. Uh, good. Kellen, unlock him. And uh, th th uh, Wolf looks over at the guy with the, the big visors mm -hmm. on, and he says, These shuckles are electronic. How are you? With this, bright boy, as the guy pulls up some kind of curved, weird hook thing, uh, we'll just jam the frequency, then use a miniature synthesizer to reactivate the tumblers, and presto, as he sticks it in these holes around the manacles, and they just pop open from, like, clamshells from the, from the mid -point. Yeah. 
but don't get any smart ideas. It's a hair trigger. He, as he refers to the gun, he uh, has kept pointed at Wolf. This guy cannot be trusted. Basically, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, a relationship based on like, I need you right now, but you're, you're clearly worse. unhinged. Yeah, it's it's the person dealing with someone who's worse than they are. Kind it's of like thing. again, it's like hiring carnage. <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, a very good comparison. Um, Wolf, however, has some some lines here that I want you to go over. My knives. I can feel my knives again. Yo, does, is he like, oh god? I mean, like, obviously, I think I get, I get Wolverine vibes from him, but I also think of like the other guy who had the Weapon X knives in his arms. Uh, I know there's Wolverine's daughter. Yeah, Laura. But yeah. there was a guy in, in like way back in the early Wolverine days. Uh, oh god, what was the name? Psycho. Uh, it was, it was, it, it's not Psycho Mantis. <laughs> no, not Psycho Mantis. Um, however, as he's saying this, wringing his hands, Ruby peers in from the corner, uh, um, like around the corner into the room, and sees everything. As uh, this gentleman Wolf is saying, "This time they'll never take me. That because I now I know how to act like like one of them. Now, Thug, I've decided I can't wait any longer." To which Thatcher turns over and says. Huh? I thought I told you to! And then this wolf guy, his head snaps over with this evil grin on his face as his face contorts into this almost goblin-like visage. Yeah. Go for it. I'm pretty! I'm pretty pretty! And now we can see he is conjuring... He's like summoning a knife! He is summoning a knife in his hand, a glowing energy knife. You have what I crave, and what the zany- and what the zaniac craves most is blood! As he throws a knife and... Holy Ooh. shit. And Thatcher lets out a... As he sees it stick into Ruby. Uh, uh... Ruby! Um, and I think it's Kellen, the other guy, who's... Look out, thug! He's got another knife! As we see Ruby falls dead to the ground. Holy shit! An energy knife sticking out of her chest. As Thatcher tries to, like, stop Kellen from shooting. Kellen! Oh, sorry, go ahead. Kellen, wait! You cold-blooded maniac! As he shoots fucking Wolf through the chest... You like cold-blooded maniac! I land. loved Ruby! Uh, I'm the pilot who just got here last <laughs> So he shoots this guy who claims to be Zaniac through the chest, right? Yeah, what the fuck is a Zaniac? Uh, a maniac? We're gonna get to that. Uh, Thatcher, however, then just clocks fucking Kellen across the face, knocking his hat and glasses off. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, th I thought he had a knife! You jerk! You blew it! And now, you blew it. You blew it. And now we get a zoom in on, on Thatcher's face, and he looks like he's sweating a little bit. He's perspiring, like all of his plans are unraveling. His chins are quivering. He's got a, multiple chins. He's a big, very large set man. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a guy, you know, look, he, he looks like a, the, the big, strong mafia guy who went to prison for 30 years. It's literally that archetype, yeah. basically. Uh, you didn't watch him close enough, and now everything's ruined! Zaniac would have killed the foster dame for us, and nobody would have been wise to us. And now we see that... Uh, Zaniac's eyes, or Wolf's eyes, are open, and he's kind of moving a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, go for it, PK. Uh, we got Thatcher looking down at him right now. He'd have fried it. He'd have fried it. He, go for he'd it. have fried for it. And we've been laughing for the rest of our lives. Now we got nothing! And Thatcher's looking down over the, the body of Ruby, eyes wide open still. Uh, I'm sorry, Ruby. I, oh, he does have a little bit of a conscience. All right, well, a little well, bit. Well, let's see. I didn't think anything like this would happen. I'm sorry about your kids. Uh, hey, thug. As uh, as uh, Kellen. Kellen's looking around over, over, like behind him. Yeah. What do you want, Kellen? 
And you had enough excitement for one day. Maybe I didn't kill him. As we see... What the fuck is uh, happening to Zaniac? T- tell me, PK, what's going on? It looks like something is, like, thrashing around in his ribcage. Like, <laughs> like it's about to... It, there's, like, a giant... Okay, so it's wearing, like, the prison <laughs> uniform. The, yeah, the, yeah. the long sleeve t-shirt and the... And the and the, the prison the blues, prison, prison blues. blues, yeah. And there's like something moving. It's like something like trying to break free, from, like a chest burster. It's literally like looks like a chest burster that hasn't come through the clothes yeah, yet. Yeah, it's like a, it's a spine burst. His arms and legs are moving. And it's like this is like thump, thump, thump. And uh, Thatcher lets out a, huh? Oh my god. PK, what? What, <laughs> what is happening? Uh, a bunch of rats come out of him. Just uh, some rats. Um, and some of them look like slugs. Some of them look like slugs. Some of them have arms. Some of them have rat ears and little some rat tails. Some of them have centipede-like legs or insect legs. They are pink. He was just full of bugs. He was just full of he was just full of rats and bugs. That's you know, cool. my bugs, my bugs, my bugs. <laughs> Fucking watch that movie on Halloween. Had to. Oh yeah, good every stuff. Year. Uh, so these monsters, these little monsters, scream as they rip out of oh, the body of Zaniac. Oh, look at him. He's collapsing. And there's like one in his, like a tail coming out of his mouth and his eyes have gone hollow and shit. And Kellen's like, thug! And as they're both like backing away, they're suddenly in a horror movie, you know? Yeah. Thatcher's this like, took a hard left. Thatcher's like holding his throat and like saying, oh my God, go, go for it. Get back, Kellen! Get back! You're my best friend! <laughs> they're coming right for us! <laughs> Not the best friend part, but these little... And these things come running at them, and they look pseudo... Some of them look like rats, some of them look like just insects, slime slugs with green eyes and viper-like teeth, as uh, Kellen is just unloading his pistol at these things, and yeah. Thatcher's trying to get out the door. Shoot, Kellen! Shoot him! As they, shoot! 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 <laughs> they, they run out the door into the street, uh... Yeah. And these things are just pursuing them, and they split up. One, uh, Kellen goes one way, Thatcher goes the other. They're still coming! Help! Help! As one of these things lands on the shoulder of Thatcher as he's running. And it's like, jeez, it's got me! Kellen, get it off! And it bites and his it, neck It folds. sinks its fangs into his neck. Go it hurts! It. Get it off! Kellen! And now he's like staggering and swaying. Kellen, get it off. As, as he, he falls forward... And this thing... Oh, it crawls in him! It crawls inside, and we see just the silhouette now, like from far away, of the raining storm on this body that suddenly starts to move and get up and uh, stand on its two feet as it says quietly to itself. Foster. And now we turn the page for our final pa- panel of the comic. Jane! Oh, wow! He looks <laughs> yeah. brave! He looks like fucking Mr. Hyde! Exactly! Thank you so much! As he screams out to the night in this massive kathoom of thunder... Jane Foster! As his shirt is shredded off, he's got hair everywhere, he, he looks, looks like a, a lot more muscle. Yeah. Yeah, he's way bigger, it looks like. And at last, the full fury of the storm breaks over Chicago as... The Zaniac lives again! Next... Thor sees an old flame and her candle goes out. Ooh. Next pro, uh, next issue. Be, <laughs> no, I said Prague. Be here for without justice there is no peace. There's and, a lot going on. Uh, these are a lot longer of issues. Yeah. Right. 
There's a um, lot. There's a lot more moving parts than I'm used to in our in our weekly prog. So, PK, I'm not gonna get into everything here, but a lot of it. Okay. Okay. So let's recap, and I, and now you now understand why I picked this fucking comic. I now fully understand because yes. there is a Judge Dredd parody character who shows yeah. up, which we know virtually nothing about. I'd um, never even heard of this man before. I hadn't either until I borrowed this comic from your brother, and then I bought an additional copy for this podcast. I saw that you had two. I was like, why did he need to borrow? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, settings and places. We have Asgard, we have Chicago, 1986, and right? New York. Uh, and New York, that's true. Nothing too much given, other than we see the throne room of Asgard. Characters, though. Uh, Ruby Thatcher, wife of Andrew Thug Thatcher, has two sons. Uh, they're... In the previous issue, when we get the, the, the foreshadow of Thatcher coming out of prison, alive? they are alive, and their okay. mother is dead. Uh, they, or maybe those pink, pink things got to them. That's what I'm know. thinking. The, um, the things get... Uh, but she has two sons. They're either Jeff or Bill or Mick and Kevin. I, I they, <laughs> they say the names Jeff and Bill in the previous issue from this, and then in the next issue after this, they called them Mick and Kevin. So I don't know. And they were clearly, like, you know, not born, but uh, uh, conceived before he went to prison. Yes, clearly before Thatcher went to prison. Thatcher so, went to prison. Andrew Thug Thatcher. Let's get into this. They call him just Thug Thatcher. Yeah. Andrew Thug Thatcher was originally a New York-based mob boss. He was shot in the shoulder in a gunfight with the police during an escape attempt. Thatcher's men found the office of Dr. Don Blake. Donald Blake, that's Thor. You know that. Yeah, I do know that. I'd never heard of this before. A.K.A. Thor uh, in his mild-mannered ego form and having the body of a mortal. And his nurse, Jane Foster. Yep. That's how they met. Okay. And forced them at gunpoint to treat Thug. So his men brought them in, forced them at gunpoint to treat Thug. Blake was more than happy to treat Thatcher, and he removed the bullet, stabilizing him. However, Thatcher then directed his men to take care of him so he couldn't squeal to the cops. Mmm, poor idea. Blake managed to retrieve his walking stick, and he tran transformed into Thor. Thor. Thor captured Thatcher's gang, but Thug himself escaped and took Jane Foster hostage again. Uh, Thor rescued Jane and pursued Thatcher, eventually catching him in an old construction site, and Thatcher was sent to prison. This was many... Uh, issues ago. I, almost, I keep wanting to say progs. Many issues ago. Well, we've been doing this for like three years. We really have. It's insane. <laughs> so, this is a callback character. Like, this is a, yeah, a cool callback is, character. This is basically. Judge Whitey returning. This is the return of Judge Whitey. Another kind of reference, right? So, we have another character in the news. Beta Ray Bill. Um, I can't go into all of it. There's a lot. Beta Ray Bill has a lot going on. Uh, but if you were wondering... Well, he has have Stormbreaker. He's Thor. He's alien Thor. If you were wondering why this horseman looks... Looks and is dressed up like Thor. Here we go. You have a Marvel. You have that. You put the Marvel Encyclopedia. I have the Marvel Encyclopedia in front of me. Um, when did you get that? I have had it for years. Oh, I have it on your shelf. Uh, Beta Ray Bill. I buy one. Uh, and this is coming directly from the Marvel Encyclopedia, which, by the way, does not feature Justice Peace in it at all. A fucking crime. A huge disservice considering how important he is. Um, <laughs> Beta Ray Bill was a guardian warrior of an extraterrestrial race whose galaxy was destroyed by the ancient demon Surtur. Uh, Surtur oh, yeah, from Thor 3. Thor 3. He's the one who, like, stabs the planet and destroys everything, destroys right? Destroys everything. As long as it has the foundations, we can still rebuild. <laughs> oh. No, no, that's gone. Um, <laughs> Surtur is, in fact, also mentioned in The God of War. He is the fire giant who's going to destroy the world one day, basically. Yep. Um, 
He was created when scientists, a beta ray bill, was created when scientists transferred his life force into a bioengineered carnivorous beast with increased strength, speed, and agility. While traveling in suspended animation in his starship, Beta Ray Bill uh, entered the Milky Way galaxy where Thor was sent to investigate. They battled and Thor was separated from his enchanted hammer, Mjolnir, which changed him back into Donald Blake's cane, or which changed it back into Donald Blake's cane. Yeah, because when he was separated from his hammer, he becomes Donald Blake, when who is still a... F I love the design of Donald Blake. He's also the Clark Kent, like this meek doctor, but he's still fucking he jacked as, as fuck. Thor. Um, however, here's the thing. Beta Ray Bill picked up Mjolnir and yeah. struck the cane on the wall, suddenly possessed Thor's power he's and worthy. became a variation of the Thunder God's costume, which is why he looks like Th uh, the uh, God of Thunder, Thor. Uh, after a duel in which Beta Ray Bill spared Thor's life, Odin commissioned the creation of a new enchanted hammer called Stormbreaker, which is the awesome axe we see in and, yeah. Infinity War. Um, Made by... And uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, love him. Uh, left Bill left Earth to visit his people's new planet, but while he was there, Galactus devoured it. Yep. Uh, Bill returned to Earth and helped the new Omega Flight battle demons. Omega Flight Omega battle Flight demons is a, of is Surger. An offshoot of Alpha Flight, the Canadian X Men. Wow, man, you got more knowledge on this than I do. I uh, read a lot of Marvel in my youth. He wa a Beta Ray Bill was replaced by a Skrull before the Secret Invasion, but Thor freed and then fought alongside him defe to defeat the Skrull known as God Killer. God uh, killer, that's right. Damn, I don't even know about Secret Invasion. I know Secret Invasion was where the symbiote suit first showed up in the comics. I know that for Spider-Man. That's Spider -Man. Secret War. Secret War, damn it. Secret close. Invasion is when it turns out there were a bunch of scrolls on Earth impersonating people. God damn it. You're so much better at this than me. Um, but Bill hunted down Galactus for revenge, but saved uh, but saved him instead, and Bill later joined the Annihilators. Um, he also, Beta Ray Bill, also had developed a relationship with Lady Sith. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. Um, so, that's who Beta Ray Bill Sith, is. Thor is two-timing. That's the first time I've got to use that fucking, uh, Marvel nice. encyclopedia, so hooray. Um, now read about Adam Warlock. Oh, no, not, not yet. <laughs> uh, we also have a character, Justice Peace, is introduced. An agent, um, I'm not gonna even say that, because that's not given to us. Uh, I don't know anything about Justice Peace. We don't Peace. get much about him yet, other than he is from a Brooklynopolis. Future. Yeah, of, of some kind of future timeline. So... Not the, uh... I not wrote some stuff down. The Golden Timeline, or... Uh, it's like Earth 612 or 616. 616, 616. The name the, I'm trying to think, what do they call it in Loki? The... Prime, or the... The Celestial Timeline? Oh, no, no it's like the Prime... It's like the Prime Timeline. Yeah, the, it's like the Golden um, One, or the, whatever it was. So, next we have to talk... Next thing we have to talk about is the Zaniac. Um... Yeah, what the fuck is this thing? So... It's it's like '90s horror vibe. I get '90s so vibes from like because I used to read the dark comics in the '90s with Spawn and and like Venom and Carnage. Oh yeah, Venom was and huge. And this back is cool because it's like in the '80s, but it's got that '90s darkness to it. So Zaniac Black was in the '90s. Zaniac first appeared in Thor 319 in May of 1982. So this would be about four years ago in in you know in relevance to this current uh, issue. Okay. And roughly about. Uh, yeah, 60 or 50 so pro uh, issues ago. Mm -hmm. His origin is as follows. This is the origin of the Zaniac, okay? Okay. In recent uh, years, actor Brad... And by the way, this, a lot of this is pulled straight off of the Marvel database online. The Marvel okay? Wiki, yeah. It's so good. It's I so, love that website. That being said... Let's read about Adam Warlock. I have already read conflicting information. Oh, about, yeah. About of course. Um, Which is weird. Okay. And it was, like, really obviously weird. We'll get to that. Um... In recent years, actor Brad Wolf, the guy who uh, had the manacles on him, yeah. accepted the role of the fictional Zaniac in a slasher movie. 
So he was an actor, accepted the role of Zaniac in a slasher. Okay. Zaniac's script detailed a background of severe abuse and neglect leading to misogyny, all of which Wolf identified with, the bloody murders of several women, and time in an insane asylum. The movie was being filmed at a site of the Manhattan Project, where the Atom was first split in Chicago. Wolf, dressed as Zaniac in front of the cameras, chased a woman with a knife and unwittingly ran into the bleachers where a massive explosion released radiation and mutated Wolf into Zaniac. Super strong and able to create energy knives, the Zaniac craved blood. Maddened and driven by the need to follow the movie's storyline, Zaniac tried to kill the nearest Gil, Shauna Lind, uh, a friend of Don Blake, the mortal guise of Thor. Mm -hmm. Thor stopped the murderer and later stopped Zaniac from slaughtering a house full of girls, the next scene in the script that he was trying to reenact. Ah. Confused by... This is the best part. Confused by Thor's long hair, which seemed to mark him as a pretty pretty, deserving of Zaniac's knives of love. Oh no. And Thor's masculine strength, which deserved only the brute strength of hate, the Zaniac ultimately unleashed a series of radioactive knives at Thor, which his hammer reflected back into the Zaniac, subduing him. Zaniac was taken away to an asylum, and his costume was removed. While in the asylum, Zaniac's hands were restrained, and he could not create any more knives. This is what the original Zaniac looked like. Oh, shit. Um, wow. What a redesign he went through. His skin is bright yellow. He's super muscular. He's got, yeah. like, the... the he Beer. looks like Jekyll and Hyde. He looks like he Hyde. Another Mr. Hyde. He really does. Um, Whoa. Is that why there was a callback to at the end of this issue? To like Mr. Hyde? To like the, the original Zaniac design? Possibly. Uh, so yeah, Thatcher at the end of this pro uh, issue, god damn it, looks a lot like Hyde, much as the original was, Zaniac did. Yeah, it's more of a throwback to the original Zaniac. However, this, That's pretty cool. this origin deals nothing with pink rats. Yeah, why is he full <laughs> of pink goblins? You know what? Maybe we'll get to that, PK. We have one more. We have two issues we're going on. Okay. okay? Um, so are you saying put a pin in that? Put a pin in that. Okay. Items of technology of no. We have a Peacemaker pistol. Uh, also, I want to mention this. Not much. I'm not going to go over, like, the backstory of Thor and literally every bother and everything. I'm skipping a lot of stuff. Because, yeah, we know. I, I mean, I just know that stuff through osmosis. But also the fact that... I never knew that Balder was his half-brother, though. Balder is indeed his half-brother, yes. Uh, Odin got around a lot. Oh, yeah, he did. It's, it's like Zeus. They get around a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Frigga is Baldur's mother, which is also canon for... Uh, which is also canon in God of War, the game, where Frigga slash Freya is, in fact, uh, God, uh, Baldur's mother. So Frigga is, his fa is Thor's foster mother. Yeah. I don't know who Thor's real mother is, then. I guess I don't either. Um, and yeah. I know that I know that Loki is purely adopted. He's not the son of Baldur or Frigga. Uh, he may. I think he refers. To, I mean, adopted Odin. brother. Yeah, adopted brother. You're right. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Loki is not the, the the child of Frigga or Odin. Yeah. Um, back to items technology. Peacemaker pistol. Not much is given about this thing, but the name fits the theme and the design is unmistakable as the Mark One Lawgiver from the Judge Dredd comics. Yeah. But it comes standard with explosive slash incendiary rounds seen these before and dna fucking implants that's something we that thor uh, that dutch red doesn't have that's pretty ridiculous capable of altering a person's behavior against their will via implanting dna we have never seen these before what the fuck is this shit um and then we i love this this energy enhanced union skins 
What a mouthful. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking title. That that what a what a wordy way of saying power armor. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you yeah. have super powered energy armor to protect you from Thor punching your head off your body, basically. Yeah. That's literally it. Um did you have something you wanted to add about the uh, DNA implants? No, I just I mean I was wondering yes. how much does it alter your DNA? Are you that way forever? Is it temporary? What 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 would Brooklynopolis look like if you could alter DNA of It'd people? Be... Uh, the, it'd be the perfect union of uh, of the perfect city of like just no law breaking. Right? Wouldn't Judge Dread, Justice Peace, love that? Then yes. Wouldn't it mean there's almost no crime in the future? Yes. Interesting point. Put why a pin did, in that. Why did he have to travel back in time? Once he's trying, he's going to stop Thug. He's after Zaniac. Oh, he's after Zaniac. Possibly. Who is Thug right now? Who? Well, well I didn't. Ah, I spoiled that. He didn't say he was after Zaniac. He said he was heading to Chicago. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I, I fucked that up. I just he yeah. is heading for Zaniac. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's headed for Chicago, where this is happening. Hop cycle. Holy crap! Justice pieces, flying motorcycle that looks like a futuristic traffic light, complete with red and green forward-facing headlights. Comes equipped with a non-lethal missile launcher, which, as described by Thor, contains some sort of heavy-density plasma congealing around me. Yo, why don't you say, like, some metal? These molecules expanding into a hardening restraining device, which even Thor cannot force his way out of. So he just teleports out of it. Yeah. But also, like, holy shit. It's kind of fucking powerful. Thor can't break it. He's he's in the top tier of Avengers strength. He's he's the strongest Avenger. The strongest Avenger. (laughs) I definitely had this comic as a kid, and it showed, it showed this, the um, pure like physical strength, the the, the weakest of injuries to the strongest. Yeah. And at the very very top, it Hawkeye. showed. Hawkeye. Just <laughs> physical strength. Oh oh sorry, Black Widow. <laughs> and the very top was Thor, Hulk, uh, uh, Vision, and and Iron Man. Wow. And uh, Iron Man, and I had a little I had a little quip from Iron Man saying, "Yeah, if I max out all my boosters, and you know." If I put a up, short period of time, yeah, all my circuits will fry, but I'll be able to, I'll be as strong as Hulk for about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then like under that was like Hercules, and under that was like Black Panther, Spider Man. Wow. And then right. at the very bottom was like Hawkeye, Black Widow, who are just peak human strength. I really, I remember. Oh, Captain America was like also in the middle too. There was something going around a couple of years ago. I think we talked about, which was like they they went over like X Men. Or, or X Men or Marvel people that have like their power level, and how like Professor X isn't even like a, a Omega level mutant. No, he's not. Unless he has access Cerebro. to Cerebro. But the one who's on that list that I wouldn't expect that no one really expects, Iceman. Iceman's an Omega level mutant. He can uh, he can be blown down to one item and reform. I did not fucking know that yep. shit. That's that's insane. a that's a I want to say a new development. Okay. But when I say a new development, I mean the past fifteen years. <laughs> when I read comics fifteen years ago. Yeah, fair. Uh, terrible slang, made up words, justice peace one-liners. <laughs> um, here's instant social adjustment, scum. Let justice be done. And then crag it. And then big-shouldered Chicago. I looked. Is up that big, like? Is that like a sign? Uh, a thing because they were big business, straight pin, big, straight business. Things? I looked up what big-shouldered meant, and I didn't even think to fucking write it down. Um, I just assumed it was like because they wear big fucking shoulders. Uh, okay. And pinstripe suits and shit. Big shouldered, heavy armed, as in tough's tough okay. place. Yeah. I um, yeah. And then justice deferred, not justice delayed. That that's fucking reminds me so much energy. of Judge Dredd. And this is also in a weird way. Think about it, right? Judge Dredd started like 1978, 79, 78, yeah. right? It's we've read up to 80. 
So there's four more years of Judge Dredd before this parody. Before this parody happens. So wow. I'm wondering how much it's changed in that time. I mean, it's changed a lot already. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Monsters. The vermin that come out of the body of Zaniac appear to have some level of intelligence seeking out humanoid hosts. And, God. Uh, Does it mean every vermin can make a new Zaniac? We don't know yet. All we know is it can burrow into a corpse and I like, animate it. Possibly I like in the it. 60s when, when just radiation was a cause for everything. <laughs> could be everything <laughs> fucking weird. We've had that in Judge Dredd. It was like, look at that mantis. It's 40 meters tall. The isn't radiation, radiation. Isn't radiation weird? <laughs> like, dude, it was har hardly understood. And like, I feel like there's a thing they've kind of gone back on it recently in Marvel Universes. Because hmm. they've talked about gamma radiation. Not oh. being radiation at all, but rather magic. They have retconned it? Magic. Yeah, it's been retconned to. There are these things called green doors, which are portals from the one below. The one below all, which is the opposite of the one above all, who's the supreme god of everything in the Marvel multiverse. I didn't know there was a supreme god. I thought that was like the Watchers or shit. I don't There's know. There's something called the one above all. It's unknowing, unknowable. You know, it's, it's something that. Right. You know. They don't even talk about it. And then there's, a, it's opposite, the one below all. Oh, this is like Jesus, who Spider-Man met before he made like a, a, a deal with the devil, right? Yep. Because he met Jesus. Yeah. The, some, the one above all is essentially a god that is the literal creation of everything. God. Yeah, yeah. And now there's a Satan archetype that's not Mephisto. Wow. The one below all, who just uses the, these green doors. And gamma radiation is a, apparently a form of his magic. And he has created all the hulks. Okay. Interesting. So, through this right kind, all the Hulks are satanic in a way. That is very weird. I love comics. Very weird. Um, world building. So, here's the thing. I know we, we haven't read much Thor. In fact, I've read about this comic's worth of Thor. Oh. Um, this, hey, me too. Yeah, right? So, there is so many things that are straight up new within the Marvel Universe, even for Thor, that can be traced back to this prog. Or this, this I even wrote down prog, this issue. Um, it is kind of staggering, but the real big one here is the introduction of Justice Peace and Brooklynopolis. Um, they're actually, they're actually things so that appear beyond these one, two issues. I, 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 I wrote some shit down. That I can't talk about yet. God in this damn it, Andy! Because it's spoiled. It spoils stuff that's told in the next issue. So okay. it's, I'm going to copy and paste it. So the um, end of, okay. Because because it it technically we haven't learned why Justice Peace is here yet. I assume he said he was here for time travel. I assume he's here to make the future better. I mean, you'd think so, right? Or worse? I mean, you'd think so, right? Um, <laughs> or the same. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna copy and paste what I wrote and talk. We're gonna talk about it next uh, issue because we don't know about this stuff. No, yet. I don't know anything about this. But it it, it I promise you, it is actually kind, pretty relevant. Weirdly enough, and even weirdly relevant to today. Uh, everything we read somehow, <laughs> it's it's amazing. I'm like I I never knew that Stormbreaker was a thing before. Um, in the in the comic books, and the design is a lot the same as the, it's in the movie too. Similar, yeah, it's got the axe blade on it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, did we see it this issue? I don't think we did. I don't. We don't quite see it. We see Beta Ray Bill from like the chest up, so we yeah. don't see it's on his on his hip. Yeah, but I remember what Stormbreaker looks like. It looks a lot like it does in the movies. The, the handle is very short, much shorter, like Mjolnir. Yeah, uh, it is like a single like a warhammer kind of. Thing. Yeah, it's um, fucking cool. It's pretty cool. That is my cat, Toffee, going insane. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Um, dude, the way he just reached up and <laughs> That's what he does. He does that shit. Uh, 
Death count. I'm going to skip a lot of the world building because that was mostly involving Justice Peace, which you haven't learned yet. Death okay. count. We have Ruby Thatcher is killed by one of Zaniac's energy knives. Radiation energy knives. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also Brad Wolf, the original uh, host of these Zaniac's abilities, is killed. His character is designed... Greatly changed since his last and appearance. And a pretty gory, cool fucking death. And dude. he is shot to death by Thug Thatcher's henchman. The way he, like, his whole skin implodes. You can't have good guys shoot good bad guys. You can have bad guys shoot, shoot bad, bad guys. Yeah, the, the, the CCA, the Comics Code Authority was really weird. And you know what? They'll work a way around it any way they can. And that's how you get creative shit like Joker gas. And I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, creative, as, as your brother has professed with D&D, creative restrictions... Uh, uh, um, not creative restrictions, but uh, restrictions breed creative. Creation. Yeah, yeah. It's like back in the day when they had to do like, uh, oh god, all the you can talk about sex, but you can't say or show anything sex yeah. related. Like it's and you couldn't even say fucking, but you could like infer fucking. Yeah. Um, PK, is there anything you want to mention about this issue three seventy one Peace on Earth of the Mighty Thor? No, I'm just I'm and I'm holding it immediately. Okay, I love our new Thor podcast. <laughs> the the uh, simply dreadful Thorcast. Uh, this is our very special episode, so I yeah. had to bring it up. Um, I will be I will I know the first we had to I had to like dump you into the fucking thing, right? Yeah. But the the second the second issue here is where we're I'm really gonna have to like get into the nitty gritty. And I've got a shitload of stuff copied off the Marvel Wiki. I just had so. a few Thor issues. I had like a scattering of Thor comics as a child. Okay. One of them was called Blood Axe, Ooh. and it was about oh my god, that he's in the movie. He's that guy, uh, the guy who takes over uh, Idris Elba's job. Uh, oh my god, the guy who plays Thor? You mean? No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's literally Kurt, uh, uh, Mark. Uh, Oh, fuck. Carl Urban? Carl Urban! Yeah, Carl yes. Urban takes over. I gotta look at uh, Carl Urban in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, it's, uh, it's like, hav- no, not Havoc. Just... It's like Havoc, yeah. It's something like uh, that. These two M60, he has, he has this pile of treasure. And one of them, I, he's only related to the comics that I had. They had a magic axe that he could wield. It gave him super strength and stuff. And this guy on Earth got it and became like an insane vigilante when he wielded it. Because it made him stronger and faster. His name is Scourge. Scourge! Yeah. Holy shit. I cannot believe. Wow. That came back to Judge Dredd somehow. Yeah. That comic you read as a kid about <laughs> specifically this character. About who, who played Judge Dredd. Who the played Dredd. Judge Dredd in the movie and also played that character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What are the odds? Remember, That's nuts. It's, these are my two guns. Des and Troy. And together, they destroy. Troy. Like fucking awful <laughs> shit. <laughs> And that scene where he's fighting, he's shooting the bunch of people in M16s, that's in the comic. You're fucking kidding me. No, there's there's an issue in the comic where he's like fighting off like the legions of hell. There's a very famous, a very famous Thor issue. I don't, I have not read it. My brother has told me about it. You know, our our friend in common, Sean. Um, Where, what's his name? Havoc. Havoc? Scourge. Scourge. (laughs) uh, A bunch of Asgardians have to go to hell to get the souls of a bunch of Asgardians okay. from hell and a bunch of World War II vets. Scourge goes with them. Captain America's there. Thor, Captain America, and Scourge, and like some other people, are going into hell to get souls from Mephisto. And they're at the they're they're almost on their way out. They're like 
holding the gates and, and like they're not gonna make it. Scrooge's like, I'll hold them off. Pulls out Death and Troy and just guns down demons. That's fucking. And he sacrifices himself to that's save everyone. That's fucking awesome. I can't believe that's. Uh, that is in the comic. The more that I read about the Marvel comics, the more I'm amazed of the stuff that they've managed to slip into the, the Marvel movies? Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, no joke. Kevin Feige must be a goddamn super nerd about this shit. I think Cause, he, yeah. Because no, I'm, I'm, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to why it's like it blew my mind reading this next uh, issue here. Because okay. holy crap. Okay. Picking back up. We are going to Prague. Prague. God damn it. <laughs> the Mighty Thor, number 372. Without justice, there is no peace. This uh, issue was released in October of 1986. Writers by Walter Simonson. Penciler is Sal Bushima. Inker, Brett Blevins. And Al Williamson. Which, for some reason, those are the two inkers. For some reason, they combined their names here it's to be... Albert Blevins? Albrey Blevinson instead of Brett Blevins and Al Williamson. I... 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 All right. Okay. Colorist, mm. Max Scheel. Letterers, uh, letterer is John Workman. Editor, Ralph Macchio. And editor-in-chief is Jim Schuzer. PK, R. This is actually, though it doesn't say Thor on it, this is what the, uh, the cover issue. of the issue looked like. It is Justice Peace and Thor, Thor. charging each other down over top of a cityscape. Well, like the, the sword of the Zaniac is in the background. Of specifically of Thatcher in his and he's got like a blue shadowing, makes him look like a blue Hulk almost behind yeah. him. Very cool looking. It's pretty in the way the art style is done. It looks a little bit like Judge Dredd. The yeah. thick outlines and again, look at what's his name, Justice Peace. Oh yeah. His oh yeah. Fucking chin. Oh god, yeah. Now, if you didn't think that the Zaniac looked enough like Mr. Hyde, turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like, imagine imagine Mr. Hyde climbs to a top of the building and the, there's a lightning The bell tower. Yeah. What is the pose he makes? He's... That pose in your head? It's exactly that pose. <laughs> it's exactly that pose. Um, Thatcher is standing there in the rain, lightning behind him. One fist clenched, one fist raised above, screaming to the sky. PK, if you want to do our narration, please. Until a few moments ago, Thug Thatcher was an ex-con with a thirst for vengeance. But he forgot the fifth commandment. And... <laughs> Thou shalt not kill? I believe so. I'll look it up real quick. I know the commandments, I just don't know the order of them. Yeah. Uh, and... Is forfeit and his forfeit was his life. Uh, honor thy father and thy mother is actually the one. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No. All right. Whatever. Well, whatever. You know, Marvel. Don't go too. Don't bend. Don't bend over backwards. Don't do it's fine. too much research. You know, it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> honor your mother and your father, kids. <laughs> it's like he shot a woman. Honor your mother and your father. father. <laughs> they wouldn't want you to do that. <laughs> Anyways. And now something screams within with a primal fury, unmatched by the raging elements. And that's the and that's all that's left of Thug is a thirst for death. As he screams to the heavens, Jane Foster must die! And now he looks over and his ears are kind of pointy now, and he's got like the uh, sharp teeth. Yeah, he the looks, eyebrows. He looks very like Goliath-esque from Gargoyles. 
Missed that. Miskuki Mishukit David. Keith There's like David. a game system set in the Gargoyle universe now. You know that? I did not. Yeah. Uh, they promoted it in Critical Role uh, Season 3. There's like a there's like an art like a tabletop RPG set in Gargoyles. I love Gargoyles, dude. It's fucking hilarious. I love that shit. Um, Zaniac, Thug Thatcher, is now thinking to himself, and you can do however, whatever you want for the voice of mobster plus stabber. I don't know. Yeah. The pretty, pretty is mine. I will pay them all back. I will make them bleed. And his head snaps around. Who's that? And he goes charging into the brush. Kellen, of course. Come out, come out wherever you are. As we see, the it's now going to a silhouette with like a lightning flash behind it. As, as it's fucking suggestive violence. It's like he like tackles him to the ground and wraps yep. his hand around his throat. Thug, what's happened to you? No! As... Uh, Thug, we now show Thug has, uh, describe this picture for me, PK, this is uh, one panel. It's uh, kind of artful in a way. Yeah, Thug has wrapped his hand around, uh, Kellen's throat. Yep. Pinned him against a tree. Yep. As, uh, there's a hobo sleeping in the background. On, how do we know it's a hobo? He's out in the rain. He's out in the rain with newspapers covering him. And he's laying on a bench. On a park bench in a park, Bene- yeah. Beneath a lantern, of course. But, yep. Or beneath the street light. Yeah. Kellen's saying... Oh, jeez! Please don't kill me, please! Fool! Thatcher is dead! Zaniac is alive! Zaniac never dies! And now he's holding Thatcher below him, you know, holding him by the lapels, screaming into his face. You're the new pilot, the helicopter that freed Zaniac! Last issue. Yep. You will take me to the pretty pretty, yes? Sure, thug! Sure! Anything you say! And now, we have this silhouette of Thatcher is just running off... He's like just dragging him by the, the forearm. Yeah, he's literally like lifting the guy up and and running off with him. Please don't kill me, fool! Zaniac only kills the pretty pretties, and Jane Foster is pretty pretty tonight. And the helicopter departs into the very teeth of the storm. So now we know Zaniac is like a he's kind of a. Ziggs or Zags or whatever his name is uh, from Batman. He's like obsessed with murdering women. Oh yeah, 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 um, Zaz. Zaz, thank you. Z- he's he is like a a serial killer for women, basically. Yeah, that, that was imprinted in his mind from the movie he was in before the radiation got to him. You know. So like he was like method acting, and then radiation like permanently burned it into his brain, basically. But why um, is he a bunch of bugs, and why can he summon psychic knives? Radiation is the answer. Psychic knives, yes. Bunch of bugs. We're gonna find out. Question mark. Put a pin in that. Um, Are we actually gonna find something out? Unlike when we read Judge Dread. PK. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. They have a lot more time, and apparently a lot more people working on this. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be more continuity than you'd expect. Um, seconds later, though, we have a scree as like this bullet. Kind that's of that's the helio cups. That's the. Hot cycle. Hot cycle. And we have, sure enough, Justice Peace as he lands in the backyard next to a tire swing outside of the same house that Thatcher and Kellen ran out of. Chicago at last, but am I too late? And he throws open the back door and he sees the dead body of... Uh, uh, what's her name? Ruby, now with a real knife in her chest. Oh, shit. It has turned into a real knife. I guess he can turn into, like, energy He can summon that, real knives that turn into, he can summon psychic knives that turn into real knives after He's a rogue soul knife from D&D 5e. Oh. That's what he fucking is. There you go. Huh? But huh? The, the weapons don't turn into No, real I know. Weapons. That's very strange. Uh, the knife would disappear. Also, we have the dead. That's more like Psylocke from the X-Men. Fair, fair. Um, played by... 
Bond. Oh, not good. Fuck it. Don't Whoa, care. What's her name? From Don't like, care. Attack of the Show. She's from Attack of the Show. Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. I'm so happy I got that. Uh, fuck it. Uh, Judge uh, Justice Peace is burging in the back door, and he sees the dead body of Ruby and the kind of husk left over of Brad Wolf, the original Zaniac. Yeah. Crag it. That meddling vigilante with the hammer delayed me too long. The shell is empty. It's already taken a new form and drawn its first blood. Zaniac is loose again. And we hear coming from off panel, go for it. Now there's a thing. Now there's a name I thought I'd thought to never hear again. Speak clear, stranger. What do you know of Zaniac? As Justice Peace turns around reaching for his law, uh, not lawgiver, I almost said it. Peacemaker pistol. Peacemaker pistol. Who and who stands in the doorway but the God of Thunder himself? Yeah, dude, looking like a fucking cement brick shit house. Just yeah, dude, he's, that is the most heroic build of heroic builds. <laughs> and he is saying, uh, hammer in hand. The name is Thor, stranger. My intended hammer, Mjolnir, has traced the infantry of your vehicle from New York halfway across the country, only to find you to standing over the two dead mortals. With the name of a killer on your lips. If you have slain these poor souls, no power of yours will protect you from my wrath. And now, uh, Justice Peace is like... Are they like, going to team up? Justice Peace is like reaching for, for his peacemaker. peacemaker pistol as he says, Vigilante scum, Justice Peace only punishes the guilty. Your interference has robbed me of my lawful prey and condemned a world to destruction. The sentence is death. Grab his life. Fucking. We haven't had that. Judge Dredd has not never said that in our comic yet. No, you're right. In two years, in the two years of comics we've read of it, uh, nothing to that yet. But Thor has the draw on him and just fucking. Chucks his hammer as, as he does. Across his fucking helm, driving his head down as he yells or says. You may be judged during executioner in some far realm, but in this land, the hammer of Thor strikes in the name of justice. Fucking judge, jury, and executioner. He made that judgment already. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, if he, if the if the parody wasn't close enough already, uh, he, some far off realm like Mega City One, Brooklynopolis. Uh, <laughs> Thor recalls Mjolnir back to his hand, saying, "Now talk and talk quickly. Who are you, and how came you to this unhappy house?" Oh, oh, read that line again. It's so good, though. Talk and talk quickly. Who are you? And how came you here to this unhappy house? What a good line. That is pretty fucking dope. How came you here to this unhappy house? I how love that. How came you here to this unhappy house? Uh, Justice Peaks is sitting on his ass again. Uh, justice is answerable to no one but himself, Thor. The Hamburamic co Code of Genetic Law sees to that. That's a mouthful. That's gonna come back. <laughs> That's the fucking Chekhov's gun. The you would think so, right? The ham, or it's just a cool hammeramic. I know the code. Hammeramic code of genetic law. Now, does that ring a bell? No. <laughs> we'll put a pin in it because okay. I'm going to come back I mean, to I it. I know the code of Hurabi, which is this actual history. This is like, as far as you know, making historical references. This is a fucking out there. Reference. Yeah, Hurabi was like the first lawyer of the Bab like the Babylonian civilization. You're so close. Put a pin in it. We'll okay. come back to it. Meanwhile, Judge Justice Peace... He was Peace, like the first king that said, we have to have a set of rules that 
We'll, de- we'll, we'll get okay. to it. We'll get to it. Justice Peach reaches up to uh, his shoulder pauldron, taps a button, and a little thwick, thwick, and then the hopcycle fires that same missile from itself outside, which comes through the back door towards Thor's back. Thor, however, is saying, Mine ears have heard that sound before, Peace. Yep. But this time, the God of Thunder is, is not unprepared. And as sh- the, the high-density metal missile <laughs> goes towards him, and sure enough, Thor whips around and just fucking shatters that shit with Mjolnir. And oh. Thor does, n- <laughs> and when Thor does not wish to be, he cannot be constrained. And now, ask consent first <laughs> if you want to tie Thor. And up. now he's just fucking, just fucking like doing the point. He's doing the Spider-Man point while standing over Justice Peace. Just yeah, like you fucking, you think about what you did. Like you are out of your fucking league. <laughs> I am Thor. I am literally a god to you. Um. Thor is saying to Justice Peace, You have 30 seconds to talk before I begin to break you into fragments. But as Justice Peace examines his limited options, let us turn elsewhere for a moment. And now we're back on Asgard because we see Beta Ray Bill with his very similar Thor outfit. And it's more futuristic. It is more robot-like because, in fact, he is a robot, funny enough. Oh, that's right. Um, I thought he was like a genetic, like a super soldier. It's like... Genetic robot beast. Okay. Who knows? Um, but uh, to Asgard, home of the mighty Norse gods. Beta Ray Bill is there. My companions, duty calls, and Beta Ray. B- I'm trying to do the comment. We're doing. <laughs> duty, duty. Hey, Beta. Beta Ray Bill must return to his own people, and he's now looking at the Warriors Three, including Lady Sif. The gift of your open friendship, I will always remember and treasure. And then he closes in now to Lady Sif. Lady Sif, I... I have no words. Oh, that's right. They had a thing. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill and her had a thing. She fell for a robot. Um, She closes in and says... You do not need them, Bill. We've, we have said so much to each other already. And now they embrace each other. Not in kissing, but just hugging. Yeah. But mine are the powers of space and time. You shall never escape me. No matter how far you go in all the wild universe. Point of order, Lady Sif can teleport at will through space and time. Yeah. So that's like one of her just abilities she has. So yeah, she can come see him whenever he wherever I'm he saying, goes. Out of context, a little worrying. A little worrying. But it's it's a it's an endearment thing. It's yeah, it's meant to be endearing, you know? Yeah. Um Beta Ray we now zoom out, Beta Ray Bill. Uh, nor, nor would I wish to. Yeah, it's endearing. And uh Volstag and the the <laughs> The other guys go for Volstag. Have a safe journey, Bill. If you, if you ever need any help, I will not forget. Farewell. As he like spins the uh, Stormbreaker and Karoom gets teleported away, and Lady Sif is turning away. Dramatically. Yo, look at her knockers, though. She is a very buxom, attractive woman. Um. Also, I learned a weird thing about her. Right. I don't think this is in my recap, but Lady Sif, her origin. Right. This is a really weird fucking thing. So Lady Sif and Thor and Loki grew up playing together as kids. Yeah. And Thor and her were sweet on each other even as kids, right? Yeah. But uh, she had bl- golden blonde hair, right? Right. And I didn't know that. I thought she was always a brunette. Right. Loki was, like, jealous of, of her attention to Thor. So he, like, somehow connived to get her hair. Like, he, he dyed her hair with magic or something? No. He got her bald. <laughs> and, like... It's like Lex Luthor's backstory, but with a woman. And she was like, uh, Thor was like, uh, uh, he went to some dwarves to have them craft golden hair. 
and Loki interfered in some way and made it midnight black. But then Thor was like, "You're even more beautiful now." He like he was like he was all about the black hair, and yeah. Loki's like, "God damn it!" Like everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's had luscious black hair uh, okay. since then. Kind of a weird story. I just I like you said when she was appearing in uh in Loki, and like she was like giving him the, the you know telling him off. Was she in the movie, Lo- the TV show Loki? She had one scene, yeah. Damn it, I haven't finished it and I haven't oh, gotten to that scene. It? It's okay, it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to be talking about Loki, but try not to spoil too much for me, okay? Okay. Because I need to finish that really badly. Especially now that I fucking read this. But me, I'm, not, see, I'm not just saying, like, you know... She's an interesting character. Just, but I'm just saying, these, these tits are... Look at the... You can see the nipple. It is very bullet bra-esque back yeah. in the day. Uh, she's a very attractive uh, lady. Meanwhile, on Earth, we now have... Uh, fucking Thor is like bending down into frame. Yeah, he's fucking to, like, like listen here, kid. <laughs> like he's like squatting down to be like, all right, buddy. He's let's... doing. Oh, oh, it's in the comic where like Iron Man. It was during not Secret War, not uh. Anyway, oh, God. anyway, it it's... was when Iron. No, it's really. Okay. <laughs> I was walking it out. All right. <laughs> Iron Man was being a dick during uh. No shit. Um, and Iron Man was being a dick. And, uh, like, he's, like, trying to fight Thor for some reason. It was, you know, uh, uh, what's the, the part? Civil War? Civil War! Okay. Thank you! Jesus, Thank I'm you! <laughs> I'm so stupid! It's okay. It was Civil War, and he, like, he's like, oh, we're gonna go to Asgard, and we're gonna fuck shit up. And, and Thor just lays him out, and he goes, choose your words more carefully, Tony Stark, or I will remind you again about the difference between a man and an iron armor. He like tinks his hammer against his arc reactor, <laughs> and a god. Ooh, a little bit of little bit of hubris there. Yeah. Um, but Thor is displaying it full as he's he's like bending down to Justice Peace. Justice Peace is saying, "My mission has failed, Thor. Whatever happens now is a matter of indifference to me. But justices are notoriously difficult to kill." And Thor and him are now looking, and there's like a good foot of height on Thor. Like, yeah. Thor has got him by a lot. But and Justice, Thor's leaning down. And Justice Peace isn't flinching. He's just no. staring up at him. Uh, but Thor has a line here. Your courage does you honor. Why are you here? Are you a member of the law enforcement organizations of your time? I'm an Avenger. And now we see Justice Peace taps a button on the side of his helmet and that little retinal scanner telescopes out like closer to Thor's face like a yeah, like like tiny four telescope. Yeah, like it goes <laughs> it sticks out. Then maybe stand still a moment. Identify yourself and remember you're under oath. And I am Thor, son of Odin. God, it's like scanning Thor. It's like right in his eyes. <laughs> I am Thor, son of Odin, god of thunder. The Avengers are my boon companions. We turn the page and Thor is continuing now. The most dangerous god in the nine worlds is my stepbrother. That's fair. Uh, and the protection of mankind is my business. And a little squip as the, the as it goes back in, it telescopes back into his eye. He doesn't have an eye under there. Unless it's magic machinery. Or it could it could be like telescoping. It well, could be. It could be telescoping. So uh, uh, Justice Peace continues. Iris distension and visual purple, uh, purple cross check indicate a 99.9% veracity probability. Looks like you're okay, citizen. Zip. My apologies for the misunderstanding earlier. Last okay, let's just, yeah, let's just, uh, my apologies, man. My apologies. And now we get a little, here we Now we have the backstory to hold Judge Dredd. Hold on to your fucking boots, okay? Yo, but if I, what the fuck? Hold on. Don't get ahead of me. That is my cat opening Getting into the closet. closet. Um, <laughs> 
I, I love that cat. I love that boy so much. Uh, that's how Dominique's boots got destroyed. He opens a closet and, and Toby gets Toby in there and eats. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> the cat opens the closet the dog eats them. They work together, motherfuckers. Like when the cat knocks things down and the dog eats them. Yeah, it's literally that. Toby um, has one role in this in this uh, partnership. And he's the antagonist. That's it. Uh, Justice, thing. Justice Peace now turns away and he's got like this cool red shading as he goes into a monologue. He's he's setting up a monologue. Yeah. But if I don't find and kill Zaniac in 24 hours, Bedlam's going to break loose. To which Thor asks over his shoulder, I begin to understand your realm is in, is in the future, is it not? And now we cut to a cityscape on an, on a, on a, uh, a cityscape on a horizon with like water below it and like red billowing it's clouds. It's the coast, yeah. It's like, yeah. That's right, you're sharp, Thor, I'll give you that. My beat is Brooklynopolis, coast to coast. My outfit's the Federal Police, Special Services. And we see Justice Peace without his helmet on. Okay, uh, yeah, he's got, you know, He has like cut. a flat top crew cut. We have Yo, USP. wide chin, wide neck. What? Notice the badge. What's on the badge? F- fucking eagle. USPD. Oh, it's, it's an a, eagle. It's the judge's eagle. And look at that fucking uh, peacemaker. It's literally like the lawmaker. It, it doesn't have the top upwards clip. Lawgiver. Lawgiver. Sorry. Lawmaker is the bike. Lawgiver. We have the Law thing. Lawmaster is the bike. Lawmaster. I have the thing on the wall. We have a cheat sheet right here. Cheat sheet. But like we see him standing there, and how, what's his? How would you describe his pose, PK? Oh, I would say <laughs> it's something we've seen before. His arms are akimbo. His legs are at an angle. His yeah. legs spread at an angle. He's standing there. Yep. Helmet under one arm, which is something that judges don't do because they're always wearing their helmet. That's very true. Because the anti-dazzle visors are very important. Uh, very important. Um, now we cut to like a woman at a podium, and there's like a crowd, and there's like it's like on a, on a stage of some kind, and Justice Peace goes on. And where I'm from, World War Five has already started. That's is that seven. seven? That's World War seven. seven. My bad. World War Seven's already started. You should the, play more Final Fantasy Seven. I really should. The mayor of Brooklynopolis was concluding the ceremonies linking the old Panama Canal with Crater Lake in Patagonia when he got her. It was a diplomat from the Greater Tashkent Protectorate. Even a guy with one eye could see that. So and he the, does have one eye? Uh, we don't. We don't. Maybe. Uh-huh. And the videos made sure everybody got a front row seat. And we see a guy... Standing over the dead woman who was giving a speech. Yeah. He's got, like, claws and yeah, weird like, eyes. She's, she's, like, bleeding from the mouth. He's, like, slashed her open. Yeah, with his, like, claw hands. Yeah. Um, now we see missiles are fucking in the air. Mm. Genetic encrypting at the bir- at birth keeps ordinary crimes like murder to a minimum. Genetic encrypting at birth? Yeah. What is this fucking... What's that Tom Cruise movie with the psychic seeing the killing? Oh, so there's no murders. Minority no. Report. Okay, fair. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your word on that. It was quite a shock, and the political repercussions were like an avalanche. Before the department could get it all sorted out, the missiles were on their way. After that, nothing else mattered too much. So, a political killing by this guy, yeah, Zaniac. So a political killing causes... by Zaniac called, called a nu- caused a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. And now we see a judge, not Justice Peace, and not even the fact that Justice Mills spotted the killer. And Justice see Mills. Justice Mills, another judge or Mills. justice. We've seen a judge. I mean, Mills is a common name. Yeah. It's, it's just a throwaway. Uh, he shoots, and uh, this character who has, like, the claw hands who murdered the diplomat or whatever, the mayor, and the guy is yelling out, Fool! Zaniac lives forever! The pretty pretties are mine! As we see, the bullet is just going splock straight through the Zaniac's chest. 
and he executed him on the spot. But now we see the Zaniac is bursting open with those same those little fucking creatures, weird vermin bug-like things. But even though he turned out to be an empty shell, the killer wasn't as dead as we thought. We did a lot of cross-checking after that, and it looks like it looks to us like the vermin carry the immortal part of the Zaniac with them, and you see them going down like a sewer grate, right? Okay. They escape to infect yet another innocent citizen and turn him into a raving maniac. When that's accomplished, the rest vanish. Oh. And Zaniac is still at large in the future. Like he said, he said he lived forever. We think he wasn't lying. As we see the other vermin start Just to like, like, turn into ash, Yeah, basically. okay, so there can only be one Zaniac at a time. And But they all spread out to find one. Oh, so you host. gotta kill all of them, otherwise Zaniac lives. Shit. Um, now we turn the page, and it's like half of... It's such a fucking Judge Dredd look. It is. It's, it's fucking... half of, 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 of a of profile head on shot. Not, yeah. Head of a, half of a head-on shot of Justice Peace looking into the camera. But there's like a, almost a Dracula-esque Zaniac in the background with blood yeah. coming down. Records are lousy from before the NSC inter, 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 interagium of 1997. But we trace the pattern a long ways back. There are even stories surround, surviving from old London in the late 19th century. We can't be sure. So Zaniac is older than the, 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 what's his name, Wolf, who was making the movie. I mean, which means Wolf was infected at one point. So, who does, what does this remind you of, BK? Jack the Ripper. It's absolutely, this panel is a just, shadow just, man just, with stuff. a knife in a lamppost and a woman in a cobblestone street. Yeah. It's Jack the fucking Ripper. So Zaniac was probably Jack, the, Jack Ripper was probably Zaniac, basically. Uh, we had one specific time fix on him. This time. This place. The era where he picked his name. So special services talked to the TVA and Time Variance Authority didn't like it. The Time Variance Authority. Welcome to the very first mention no! of the Time Variance Authority in any Marvel medium. No, no way! Yeah. Justice Peace is a character technically in the TVA in the Loki TV show. Holy no. fucking shit! This is... Ke so Kevin... Uh, like, Feige has wanted the TVA since this comic came out in the Marvel Cinematic... Like, he wanted it for years, and he couldn't figure out how to get it in, and he got it in with Mar Loki. How fucked is that? What the fuck, This is dude? the first... The Judge Dredd parody character the, introduces the, something... The, that's so important to Marvel, it's... Fucking contemporary. It's, ha yeah. it's happening right now. Yeah, it's literally 2021 re relevant. Can you believe that shit? I cannot. <laughs> My jaw hit the fucking floor. I'm like, there's no way, right? Yeah, This, these two comics are the only thing. And not only, because they do bring back the TVA yeah. in later comics. And Justice Peace, which we're going to get into some other like storylines. Like, the time trial of She-Hulk. Yep. <sighs> That was the TVA, and Justice Peace was involved. So, yeah, there. The this is the first mention of that. Can you believe that 2020? I was not expecting that. Yeah. So to that the, our Judge Dredd to, parody character yeah. introduces the TVA. So here's the thing. I I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I don't know if it goes into detail on this. I'm pretty sure Justice Peace's time. He's part of Brooklynopolis, mm -hmm. and then the TVA are outside of that, and they recruit him basically. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what happens. It doesn't specify too much right here, but I'm pretty sure TVA and him are separate entities and he gets recruited into it, basically, for this mission. 
Oh my and God. then becomes part of it. You have to finish Loki. I really need to. It looked really good. I've watched like half of it. I don't know why. I've watched half of Squid Game too. On the worst. Oh, I haven't seen. I've been meaning to watch Squid Game. Loki's the, fucking good. Loki, the TVA, it, everything. It it sets things up for what's going to happen to the MCU. Fuck. Why do they keep making stuff that's important in the television shows? I have to watch because I have to watch them. That's why. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we see. Uh, He's talking about, you know, where Zaniac came from in this area, this place. And he mentions the T Time Variance Authority didn't like it. The 20th century is full of unexplained time flux distortions, but it could be our world's only chance. I guess, yeah, the 20th does have a lot of time travel in it. There's a lot of time travel that happens of, you know, around this time. Yeah. So, that makes sense, right? Um, now we see... Uh, like lots of futuristic buildings, fire and like silos and guns everywhere. But uh, inside, we've got like a crazy guy on like you know he's the, the he's tech the future guy. science man with his big sunglasses. Oh and yeah, his, he's and on his, a, like his weird visor headphones. He's on like a big you know dashboard full of buttons and shit. And uh, fucking in the background, blue light lit is uh, Justice Peace on his hop cycle. Yeah. So they agreed to send someone back to nail Zaniac once and for all. I'm him. My hop cycle was equipped to hold the temporal displacement charge. No one's ever gone this far back before, so I had to be sent along a best guess timeline. And we see him going through, like, the per like you know, traveling through space and time tunnel, yeah. as you do. But it's risky. And now we're back in the present, a.k.a. 1986. Justice Peace has his arms crossed behind his back, looking, you know, the military parade, pose. The parade rest pose. Parade rest, he's looking out a window as he's talking to Thor. TVA screwed up real bad once and ruptured the time flux. Now there's a 15-year loop just after the turn of the century where nothing gets in, nothing gets out. That's why the safeguards were put in and nobody rides the flux anymore. The, monitor, the monitors watch like hawks to fold the flux around any other travelers and send them home. The longer I'm here, the greater the strain on the continuity. So exactly 24 hours from my arrival, I get yanked out. And we see like... A all these guys at monitors. It's literally Squid Game with all the people at monitors. It's literally that. But there's Hulk on one of them. Hulk is on one of the monitors. So, so he says after the 20th century, there's like a 15-year time loop. Yeah. Nothing can be changed in time. Is that when the Marvel comics take place? I mean, they've been taking place for a long-ass time. Yeah, longer than 15 years. I wonder, I don't know if the continuity of like from 2000 to 2015 is like unchangeable because of this or if anyone's forgotten about this or not it's I don't really know. interesting though it's a really interesting concept I'm gonna be browsing Marvel Wiki tonight <laughs> Justice Peace however he's got his scowl on and he's talking to the camera and if Zaniac isn't dead by then I referring to by the time he gets yanked out I could be going home to a cinder and now Thor responds it wasn't always called Zaniac that was merely a name from a movie. And they referenced the, the, the issue it happens. That's what I said. Uh, maybe he liked the handle. I don't know. All I know is his handiwork. And if I don't stop him here, a lot more people are going to buy the farm. That's a dread line. There you go. There you go. You got some lines from Thor. As Thor is checking the pulse now, after listening to all of this, just now checking the pulse of Ruby. I know this woman. <laughs> Ruby was her name. She was a gangster's woman a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And it and a long, long time ago it was. Ralph. That's going to be Ralph Bakshi? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Thug, Thug Thatcher. 
whom I once did capture. And now he's referencing. Thug Thatcher, who I once did capture. Drop a mad beat. (laughs) I love the Shakespearean quality to their voices. I really do. Now with Thor, we have a close-up on his very kind of like stern-looking face. And if he is the new Zaniac, I can guess what he wants. Jane Foster is in mortal peril. Because remember, the previous Zaniac had had kidnapped Jane Foster and tried yeah. to kill her, basically. So that links this, basically. And now we hear from the other room, Mom, you okay? And Justice Peace is like scanning a, a, his his. He's a, doing something with his wrist, you know. He's doing yeah. the, the the reader. Two life forms, low mass, carbon based. Low mass. Oh, like little, like kids. Uh, and now Thor has a line as we see the two kids arrive. We call them children, Peace. <laughs> hello, young. Hello, younglings. Huh? Wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> we call them children. Hello, younglings. <laughs> you just said, but you just, but you just, you just told me I can't trust you. <laughs> I gotta kill my. No. Um, huh? <laughs> kid, one kid's like tapping the other one. Huh? Mick, look, it's Thor. What? Oh wow, Kevin, awesome. Mick, Kevin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Are are you are you mom's boyfriend? Thor, however, puts a hand on each boy's shoulder and oh. is leading them to the to the other room away from the room with their dead mother in it, and he's saying Say rather that I am a family friend. Except your dad, fuck that guy. Oof. <laughs> now come, strapping now come! Strapping young lads like you need a full night's sleep to be ready for the adventures of the next day. And he puts them now to bed, and we see, like, two flags on the wall. It's a circus and zoo, I guess. Because, you know. You know, generic, right? <laughs> um, the kids are, are you kidding? I'll never be able to sleep now. As Thor raises his hammer around the bash, <laughs> he's fucking kids. He's, he is raising his hammer, but he's not going to bash him. The kid's like, me either. But he raises his hammer in a very benevolent look on his face. He raises his other hand as well, saying, I can't abide orphans. No, no, no. But you can hardly keep your eyes open, can you, children? Look at you little sleepyheads, who yearn to walk the fields of dreamland. This is my gift to you. And the Mjolnir lets out a glowing well, mystical light, and, and the two kids just come out immediately. Bed. And uh, Thor has I a think we removed the dead mom from the kitchen? PK, keep reading. Okay. Meanwhile, in the city of Highland... No, 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 we, Thor has a line before the, uh, the kids. Uh, oh, come, Justice, come, Justice. We, and we are urgently needed elsewhere, and the boys will sleep soundly until morning now. Boy, if they didn't go back to these kids, be kind of fucked up, huh? Yeah. They're not going to go back to them, are they? Put a pin in it. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> in the city of Highland Park, north of Chicago, we're looking at a very domestic two-story home at night. Still the same stormy night, right? Um, and I believe... This is Donald Blake, isn't it? Uh, this is not Donald Blake because that's oh. that is Thor. I thought they, I thought he made like I thought they made Donald Blake. They kind of separated at times. Yeah, they have done that in the past. It's not that, but there is okay. Uh, there is a gentleman, um, gentleman saying from outside. We can't see the the guy saying it, but it's the guy. <laughs> it's about time to hit the hay, Jane. And as a physician, sweetheart, I think you are already up past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Women. Um, we Thinking, ins- staying up late. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, th- we cut inside, and Jane Foster is in a chair. She is 
crocheting. She is heavily pregnant. At least she's a physician now. And this other gentleman is... Wait, or unless he's saying he's a physician. He's a physician. And she's pregnant, so he knows what's best. Uh, Gentleman is blonde hair. He's reading a newspaper, sitting in his own chair, far away from her, thankfully. Square jaw. (laughs) They're across the room from each other, you know, as you do when you're married. But uh, she is knitting, and she says... You're the one who's still reading, Keith, dear. Uh, you're the one who's still reading, Keith, dear. Now, don't get technical on me, nurse. Don't talk back to me. Cons- I'll give you a slack. <laughs> one day, right to the moon. Uh, considering your condition, you ought to, and we hear a from out on the door. Despite it being night and storming out, <laughs> the gentleman says, Who could that be in this weather and at this hour? <laughs> What kind I, of salesman? I'm sorry. I Did I choose the right voice for this? Yes. Okay, it's so it's so bad. Probably Dorothy. She said she had some charity bazaar. Boy, can I, we get more typical? I can't deal with this fucking suburban bullshit. It's so suburban. She had some charity bazaar she wanted to talk to talk about, and you know her. Our trainer, our trainer wouldn't keep her at home when she's supporting a cause. As she as Jane walks to the front door. Meanwhile, we cut to the hop cycle and Thor flying over the continent, uh, or flying o- over overhead. So this woman was a former girlfriend. J- Jane was once my life. <laughs> once Jane was my life. Oh, once Jane was my life. And Thatcher was a mobster who used her as a hostage against me before I brought him to book. Now they're landing near the house, and uh, Thor continues. If Thatcher arranged the the Zaniac's escape. He can have but one purpose. The Xeniac's only thought is to kill women. Thatcher, Thatcher wished to revenge himself by striking me where it would hurt the most. If and only... They, if, op- they open the door, the front door, or they come to the front door that's already open. Yeah. If only... No! As he looks in the front door. And that's something see, we can't see. At what we can't see. We Please turn don't the, be dead, We turn the page. Oh, no! So, PK, I'm going to do my best here, okay? Thor is standing there at the front door. This other blonde-haired gentleman, who we can assume is the husband uh, slash father of the unborn child. Slash doctor. Slash doctor. He is holding the lifeless body of Jane Foster in his arms, uh, head bent down. Judge Justice Peace is looking on as rain pours down his helmet, and Thor lets out another colossal... No! And then he throws his arms down by his side, screaming to the heavens... No. And he's just flying around, smashing things, flashing the field. He flies up into the lightning. He comes crashing back to Earth and scratch. And he screams no several times. Makes a huge crater, like like, like a foot deep. Yeah. And then he just lands one knee, uh, on, on his knees, one knee up. and Like has his... one hand blocking his eyes. Yeah. No. Justice Peace uh, flies over to him in a hop cycle. Bless it. I'm sorry, Thor. I guess I blew it. I'm and now, sorry. I'm sorry. That's just a little bit of a funny understatement. I guess I blew it. I guess I blew it. You My know. bad, dude. Thank God she was, you know, he wasn't with you anymore, you know. No, it's um, okay. I, I blew it. And now... My bad, homie. Justice Peace is like leaning on his hop cycle saying, My time is just about up. And when the meter on hop cycle expires, I'm gone. To what do you mean? Uh, Peace continues... Hop cycle here is a time anchor. It holds me in the past. It was given a temporal charge when I started, and as long as the charge lasts, Hop cycle and I can hang around. But when the charge runs out, I'll, it'll pull me back to the future, to who knows what. Wouldn't it be the same, or 
I don't know. They're hoping. Well, they're hoping by getting a Zaniac, they, the if, future is a much better place. They're hoping that war doesn't break out, the nuclear holocaust. Yeah. But they didn't get rid of him. Uh, they failed to. Yeah. He's already killed Jane Foster. So and he's got had, away. he's going back at a tentative time when like nuclear war could break out. It hadn't broken out yet. I think that. I thought it, I think it had broken out and like it didn't specify, but the TVA like got him out in time as the missiles were already in the air. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Thor, however, has this mouth agape, eyes wide open of like, <gasps> uh, I've got an idea. <laughs> go for it. But this is the very answer to our problem. We have but to go back in time and catch Thatcher before he had be he and Zaniac had become one. No. Uh, Judge's piece is doing the whole you're crazy kind of like, yeah. gesturing. You're a madman! Nice try, Thor, but it doesn't work that way. Hop Cycle was energized by the trip by the, for the trip by the TVA, but they're a long way in the future. There's no way we're collecting a charge from a local dispensary, and TVA won't try it again. The uh, don't mention charging things when Thor is around. He has a source of infinite power. Oh, uh, maybe we'll find out. Like he did the Iron Man in the movie? Like, he oh, was, like, yeah. Fucking... Overcharges them? Yeah. That's good shit. The danger of breaking temporal continuity and creating another closed loop is too great. We're stuck! To which Thor responds. Perhaps not. Once the hammer of Thor could once the hammer of Thor could move through time. The hammer of Mjolnir in the history of the comics could do literally anything. It if, could do a lot of cool shit. In this comic, we've said that it he used the hammer to trace the energy trail of the hop cycle. Put some kids to sleep. It just, it's its the magic cure-all of anything, basically. Whereas in the movie, it's more like just a focus for his real power, which is lightning. Which is fucking cool. Which is, I think, is a cool thing. It's like, did I make, it's like, are you the god of hammers? Thor? I love that so fucking much. Mjolnir was a tool. <laughs> it merely went to, to shape your power, so on and yeah. so forth. Now, Thor is putting a hand on uh, Justice Peace's arm, and, and they're still in this torrential rain, as yeah. he says. Though that power has been removed from the hammer, tis barely possible that some part of the enchantment yet may remain in the hammer. I may be able to recharge that vehicle. Maybe so, but if you're wrong, we could end up in a time stasis, or worse. For the life of Jane Foster, for the life of your world, is it not worth chance? Is it not worth? Is it not a chance worth taking? I begin to see why the flux of your time is so distorted. I haven't even told so you about, like, like, <laughs> uh, Chronopolis. <laughs> TVA isn't going to like this, but we have no choice. Switches on, Thor. It's up to you. To which Thor begins to spin his hammer, crackling with lightning. Always oh, a cool move when he spins the hammer it's by the hand. It's such a fucking boss-ass move. It's the coolest thing. Uh, uh, I might say that Captain America picking up Thor's hammer was really, really cool. Yeah. I may have squeed like a little girl. I fucking, yeah. I screamed. I think the entire audience and screamed. And Thor's... Reaction to it was so pure. I knew it! I knew it! He's <laughs> like so happy for him. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Uh, he begins to spin the hammer saying, Once Mjolnir could create a vortex that moved, uh, through, that moved through time from the dawn of creation and to the end of all things. To which the lightning Wow! Now, yeah, literally. The lightning now zaps into the hop cycle as, as uh, <laughs> fucking Justice Peace is sitting on it. Yeah. Oh! Now we can only pray that enough of its magic remains to journey a mere hour or two into the past. So he fills up the hop cycle, and we have like a karoom as a lightning bolt comes down, and Justice Peace, it's taking a charge! 
Hop cycle's starting to power up! As Thor just, you know, summons more and more energy. Oh no! Thor! Grab hold! On the double! As they can see, the, there's like a weird temporal energy going around the hop cycle. As yeah. Thor is running to it, uh, Justice Peace calls out, Hop cycle's original charge just ran out! We gotta make the jump now or never! And a screow! And they're both... Shoom! After a moment of giddiness, they're right where they were. Yeah. The exact same space. Cool. To which Thor responds, Nothing has changed. We still stand outside Jane Foster's house. Well, that that's good, though. I mean, you didn't change places. You just... Okay. Keep going. Um, though you did not return to the... Though you did not return to the future, we remain in the same place and time. And now we see Thor's eyes cast Just like the most utter he, defeat. He realizes he's failed. The last hope has failed. Yeah? Then take a look at that. I knew it! The Justice Peace is pointing at the horizon on which we can see the sun has yet to set. Yeah. It's getting dark, but it's only dusk. And the ground here isn't torn up. The door to Jane's house is closed. We did it! We've gone back at least a couple hours. There's still time to nail Zaniac before he vanishes again. And now Thor is whirling the hammer overhead as Justice Peace is revving the engine of the hop cycle. And Thor Jane is yet alive. We must reach Thatcher in time to prevent these tragedies. And now uh, Thor calls out as a scrack of lightning takes them and they teleport away. By the power of the enchanted Mjolnir, I should create a space warp to take us directly to Ruby's home. If only they'd done that on the way there. Yeah, instead of, like, listening, instead of flying around and listening to each other's backstories. Yeah. Um, then they arrive. Tis done! Oh, sorry. Tis done! And Behold! Now, and they look and they see the outside of Ruby's home, of which Thatcher and Kellen are now running out of. Yeah. And uh, Thor even says... It's Thatcher. And now we get the same exact panel. The kapow, kapow, Kellen firing the gun as they're both running away. And uh, Thatcher saying, Shoot, Kellen! Shoot, shoot, shoot! They're still coming! Help! Help! And now Thor does the thing where he holds his hammer right underneath the head and, and slams, slams the, the, the handle. handle. The handle down as lightning cracks out. Go for it. Zaniac must already be dead. And his evil avatar seek a new body. As lightning fries and arcs between the different rodents and vermin. Let the lightning of Thor cleanse the, the earth of their foul presence. And Justice Peace is unloading with his Peacemaker pistol. Take care of Thatcher, Thor. I've got the inc I've got the incendiaries to handle the vermin. As we see, pew, pew, pew. Like the red rose friends getting blown up. Yeah. This is the job I came to do. But now we cut right back to the same the panel. panel. Thatcher. With a thug Thatcher, and there's a little BC on his shoulder about yep. to climb into his big fat neck. <laughs> Go for it. Ah, jeez, it's got me! Kellen, get it off! Skaroom! As a fucking Mjolnir comes smashing into the panel, and... It lightning bolts it. Lightning bolts. Okay, shooting a lightning bolt at it. Yeah, he lightning... If he hit that guy's shoulder, that guy's arm would fall right off. And he'd die, right? Yeah. He hits the vermin with lightning Ooh. bolt that's on Thatcher's shoulder. It goes... It goes... Zap! And just turns to ash. And now... Th uh, Thor and Justice Peace are standing over the smoldering remains of the vermin. And? Peace? All dead. At least I think so. I guess I'll find out when I go home. Thatcher? And now J Thor goes over to the s now the face down body of Thatcher and is like checking his pulse. I slew the creature before it could infect him. Oh, but his heart could not withstand his fear. He too is dead. We better get out of here. I'm going to be showing up in a couple of minutes. 
To which Thor picks up the body of Thatcher, burying him like a like a child, basically. Yeah. There is something that must be done first. You did not see Thatcher lying in the street when you arrived, and we should be careful. And PK, show me now what's happening. He puts him on the same park bench and covers with the him. newspaper up like we saw a few pages ago. Go ahead and read for Thor. Now when he is found in the morning, he will just be one of the more derelict who failed to survive the night. Rest in peace, thug. So yeah, that that hobo we saw, the derelict sleeping on the park bench, was actually the body of the Thatcher. Thatcher. Place there. By. Wow. Isn't that fucking cool? That's cool. That's, that's smart thinking ahead. That is cool. Yeah, that's cool We're not structure. used to that kind of shit. No. <laughs> um, Justice Peace calls out, Don't waste any, t- any tears on him, Thor. He chose his death. And now they, let's go. They both fly off into the sky, heading skyward away from the scene. And at that moment, the original Justice Peace pulls up, Chicago at last, but am I too late? And two tiny figures vanish unnoticed into the gathering gloom. Uh, as Justice Peace is pulling up right alongside the dead body of Thatcher, not knowing it's there. Not knowing on it's the bench. him. Thinking just, wow. Isn't that fucking cool? It's nuts. So now... Uh, but in that timeline, we, we definitely saw... All the like, Jane on the porch and stuff being right. Uh, so now Justice Peace oh, is Ruby's still dead. Yep, and the kids and the kids are still there. <laughs> well, hold on, hold that thought. Okay. Justice Peace and Thor are flying through the city over Chicago. Uh, they say to each other, "Looks like the rain's stopping with the dawn, Thor. Uh, I'll be heading back home any second. Thanks for your help. It was my pleasure, but." You might remember in the future that my sorrow is not for Thatcher's death, but for the waste of his life. And Justice Peace lets out, uh, gives a wave, a very friendly wave, and a big old smile. Big old smile, uh, very undread-like, as yeah. he says. Doesn't sound like the Hammurabi co- genetic code to me, citizen, but I'll keep it in mind. To which a waroom as the giant portal takes him away yeah. to the future, and now. Thor flies over Jane's Foster's home and he's looking in through her window very creepily as he thinks to himself. <laughs> now that the dawn has come and there's no danger that I might meet myself, tis time I checked in on the results of this night's work. And now we cut to the very domestic suburban life where the husband is drinking a cup of coffee at the, the breakfast table yeah. and While Jane... his pregnant wife is there cooking, cooking eggs. breakfast. Uh... You sure want to cook breakfast? You sure you want to cook breakfast, honey? Hey, he's at least offering. Yeah, okay. To which she responds, Don't be silly, dear. You can't even boil water, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Stupid husband. Stupid. You goddamn fucking moron. <laughs> you know, Keith, I had the strangest dream last night. And now- I was independent. <laughs> you know, she goes through some weird shit after this. I uh, will get into it. Yeah. Uh, now we cut back out to see Thor... Looking like a fucking puppy left out in the rain. Yeah, it's like so sad with his big old beady blue eyes looking at someone, something he wished he could do and be. Mm -hmm. And he's thinking to himself, The sun has risen indeed. (laughs) And I am content. Be happy, Jane. Now I have one more task to complete. Those children. (laughs) So, we can now cut back Asgard. Where in the great throne room we have the same old guy who put the the ringlet or the the, the crown oh, yeah. on Balder, like the the fucking mouth of 
Sauron. Yeah, the warriors three are in the background. Balder is standing on a pedestal talking to everyone. The old man is saying, Let all now be silent to hear the words of Balder, liege lord of the golden realm. And I read for Balder earlier, so. <laughs> the time has come to finish the healing of hurts, my friends. I have asked Heimdall, remember, yeah. to take charge of the great sword of Surtur. Check Thor 350, 353 for details about the sword. We shall, s and, and now Baldur's doing his best, like, gesturing to the middle distance with his yeah. hands. <laughs> Over there! Oh, out there in the middle distance. Um, <laughs> we shall set the workmen to fit the heart of, to, to work in the heart of the city, building a sheath worthy of that great blade. And we shall guard it so that it shall, never again shall it be used as a weapon until the ending of days. I have also asked, as Thor appears, yeah. Thor! Welcome! I did not look to see you return to Asgard so soon. Who are your companions? As Thor is holding asleep in his arms, the two twins. The, with their four names. With with that with probably Kevin and Mick, I'm guessing yeah. now. Two orphans, Balder. I found two orphans. <laughs> keep these going. kids. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> their mother was slain, and though I have dealt with the assassin, these children are now alone in Midgard. Without kith, without kith or kin. And uh, he is now talking to the room in general. But it happened because many years ago, her path crossed mine. And Volstagg approaches, arms open. Uh, go for it, PK. Then these children shall not want of anything ever again. Give them to me. They shall sit at my table and eat my bread. And they shall become as the sons of Volstagg and Gudrun. <laughs> Balder, uh, Balder blesses the, the, the proclamation. Okay. So, so be it. The blessings of Balder and all of Asgard go with you, little warriors, as the little boys are asleep in the giant man's arms. Yeah. But as Volstagg prepares to take the sleeping boys home, we now cut to huh. hell with Hela and the denizens, the, the zombie people. Far away, Hela, ruler of the realm of death, has reached a decision. Go for it, PK. Give her the most okay. evil witch. Give her give her Rita Repulsa's voice. Come ah. closer, you ancient cadavers, and stand before your mistress. That life that will affect the life of Thor and no decision as ever before. I shall draw the magic from the, your very bones, and it shall be my present to Thor. As the zombies crumble to dust and she gestures towards the glowing big... You know, Chicago Beam, the Chicago Beam, and gestures through it as a uh, power flies through the image of Thor, and she calls out, "And he will regret having ever set foot in hell!" Crack <laughs> as this energy goes through it. Next, the gift of death, and PK. That ends our issue of 372. Without justice, there is no peace. What did you think of that shit, huh? That was pretty fucking cool. That's pretty fucking classic Thor, my dude. Yeah, it That's is. some cool... Oh, my God. Yeah. The first mention of the TVA. Yeah, that blew me away. And I didn't catch that till the second or third reading. I honestly didn't. Because it's like a blink and you'll miss it. They don't, they don't really go into detail about the TVA specifically. No, they just mentioned the, like, the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. They don't... Yeah, we're going to get into that. So, uh... Settings and places. Let's go over this. We got Chicago mostly, mm -hmm. but we also, more importantly, have Brooklynopolis. Brooklynopolis. First mention in this issue. Uh, this is specifically known as Earth eight six nine three seven one. Okay. Uh, it is an alternate future that diverged from Earth six one six, 
Uh, it is home to Justice Peace, an officer of the Special Services of the Federal Police. He hails from Brooklyn, Brooklynopolis, a state, city, state located in North America. In this area, ordinary crimes are kept at a minimum due to genetic encrypting at birth. In this reality's planet Earth, World War VII came to pass after the assassination of the mayor of Brooklynopolis during a ceremony for the connection of the old Panama Canal to the crater lake in Patagonia. Her assassin was a diplomat of the greater Tashkent Kent Protectorate. Since ordinary crimes were uncommon during this time, the political repercussions of the assassination stormed the world and war broke out. The killer was eventually found and executed on the spot, but it turned out he was only an empty husk, carrying the evil entity known as Zaniac. The vermin that carried Zaniac's essence burst out of his dead host and escaped. The special services managed to trace Zaniac's uh, activities uh, centuries into the past, but only managed to pinpoint his exact whereabouts in a specific point in time. The special services con convinced the Time Variance Authority to send Justice Peace to his uh, to this time period, which was the modern era of Earth-616, also known as Prime Universe. Mm -hmm. Once in the past, Justice Peace worked together with Thor uh, to kill Zaniac's past self, which is our... This is the origin of the TVA at, in, in the Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. universe. Yeah, the, the, the introduction of them. It's Holy crazy. Shit. Um, so yeah, that's big. Characters, though. So we learn more about Zaniac. The entity that would become known as Zaniac possessed various hosts, overwhelming them with a bloodlust to kill beautiful women, calling them pretty pretties. Meaning it wasn't the the radiation that created him. That was, he was already possessed? Because if it, if it it's just kind of like a soft retcon in-universe in a way. Yeah. It's, it's like, was this guy possessed? Was it the radiation? Who knows, right? Right. But when killed, the entity would pass to another host through a host of vermin infecting his body. It is believed this entity possessed Jack the Ripper in Old England and that the entity survived in various hosts, continuing its killing spree and operating under different names, but little is known about its activities. Awakened in its host via mystic means, Zaniac controlled its host's body, returning to some of its host's personal retaining some of its host's personality traits or it's desires. Zaniac, like the movie villain. And also... Uh, Thatcher's desire to kill one specific per person, Jane, Jane Foster. Foster. So, uh, but overriding them with the desire to kill beautiful women. Possessing the ability to form energy knives, Zaniac, when killed, released a swarm of vermin that sought out other humans. When bit by one of these vermin, the vermin would, uh, the victim would then become the new host for Zaniac, and Zaniac is extremely long-lived and possessed hu superhuman strength and durability. That's where Thatcher became giant, basically. Yeah. Um, other thing, other character, Jane Foster. Um, so, I literally cannot surmise all this character's history. No, she's been around since the beginning of Thor, like 1965. So there's yeah. a lot of Jane Foster to there's go around. There's so much. And it could easily fill multiple podcasts on its own. Suffice to say, Jane Foster fell in love with Thor's mild-mannered alter ego, Donald Blake. Dr. Donald Blake. And from there, they had one hell of a relationship arc. Which includes, but is not limited to, tell me if any of these are new to you. Foster being turned into an Asgardian for a little bit by oh. Odin. Yep. Foster somehow merging with Lady Sif and adventuring with Thor for a while in Asgard. Yeah, because uh, he was too tiny them both and they, they said they, don't, they didn't want that as well, a moral it, thing. So they became one lady so he could have one love interest. Lady Sif was like, Thor was like, no, Lady Sif, no. And she's Lady, uh, lady Sif was like, why is Foster, like, what attracts Thor to her? So she like put her spirit into yeah. Jane, Jane Foster and she became kind of Asgardian in a way in the powers of Lady Sif. They got getting separated. Jane Foster got separated from Sif 
married somebody else. This happened shortly before our current issue that we're read now. Oh, that dude. Uh, it was a guy named like Dr. Kincaid or something like that. It was literally like out of fucking nowhere though. Um, having a child named Jimmy, and this is where things got interesting. I didn't know she had a kid. Divorcing the father of her child and losing custody to get back with Thor. That's kind of crazy. That's a little nuts. Representing Midgard in the Congress of Worlds on Asgard. Okay. She's a nurse. Yeah, why (laughs) her? I would pick, like, Professor Charles Xavier or... I mean, Thor, it seems like you're promoting all your friends to places of power. I don't know. Oh, it should be Jane Foster. And then, surviving breast cancer by picking up Mjolnir and becoming the god of Thunder for a long time. Yeah, for like 10 years. For like a long time. And most recently, uh, after losing the power of Mjolnir and losing the power of Thor, uh, she started getting breast cancer again. It yeah. came back. Kind of like... Because uh, she... Because Mjolnir heals her and transforms yeah. her. It's like so Eddie she Brock had breast symbiote. Ca- yeah. Eddie Brock symbiote. Every time she right. had breast cancer, she would turn into Lady Thor and it would be cured. Yeah. Most recently, though, she was bestowed the powers of a fucking Valkyrie. And... In, oh. Which included receiving Undranjarn, the all-weapon. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Undranjarn, the all-weapon. A Vambrace, which is like a, a bracer, yeah. created from the remains of Mjolnir on Earth 1610, so a different version of Earth, yeah. that has the ability to change into any weapon at will. That sounds pretty dope. It's fucking awesome. So it's like bow, spear, shield, and sword, like out of a Vambracer. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I love that shit. Um, so yeah, she's got a long history of, there's a lot of Lady Sif, or There's a lot of uh, Jane Foster continuity out there. There is, and I think I like the fact that she was a physicist in the movies, mm-hmm. but I still think that she was kind of underutilized in a way. But you know, I understand you got you got so much to cover, so much time to do. Yeah, you know? but she's coming back, I think. Um, we also have characters introduced. Jane is better. Oh God! <laughs> Vol- just, oh, I love that petty fucking <laughs> yeah. fight. That petty fight. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's Thor and Iron Man. Oh, yeah, uh, Pepper's doing this and this and this. Ah, oh, well, James, oh, they were doing this and this and this. James is better. <laughs> <laughs> so petty, and I love like, it. They're it's such... It's the perfect amount of petty for Thor. It's just, like, high school bullshit, and yeah. dick. It's like, my dad can be if you're dad, but it's my hot girlfriend, basically. <laughs> Other characters I love. Volstag and Gudrun. Uh, Gudrun is known, unfortunately, just as the wife of Volstag, but Volstag we get more d- detail on. Um, in fact, in this compa- this little like comic book you should read here, it's yeah. hilarious. They show like Volstag and Godron have like fifty kids. Oh it's yeah, insane. Vol- Volstag is very virile. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> so Volstag's origin, beyond being a member of the Asgardian race and a friend of Thor, has not been revealed that much. He first met Thor when the Warriors Three joined Thor's expedition to restore the Odin sword that had become cracked. Volstagg was fairly advanced in age for an Asgardian, and it has been alluded to that he was highly respected and feared warrior in his prime. Um, he has allegedly named Volstagg the staggeringly perfect uh, among his people, but he's like all bluster. He's like, oh yeah, he's like kind he, of a coward now. He's the comic a relief. Bit, a little bit, but it, I remember Volstagg as like a. He's like a badass. He's like an 80 who says it's 150. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's, he's still a fucking threat. He goes toe to toe with some powerful people over time, but not for long. Right. You know? um, also, we get to see in the previous issue and issue Hela, uh, which is, this is weird. So in the Marvel Wiki, 
like if you go to this if you go to Hela uh, and you go to Thor it says Hela was allegedly the daughter of the Asgardian god of mischief Loki but one of the first stories involved Thor Loki and Lady Sif getting taken to hell by Hela as kids so she existed as an adult person. So I don't know what the continuity is. I don't know. Yeah. Time could be wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. I don't know. But um, she has a long history of being a villainess in the Marvel universe. In yeah. Including this is my favorite bit. I read through. All, I've read so much Marvel recently. But my favorite bit that like involved her, right? Including being mind controlled by Nazis to fight against Captain America in World War Two. I did not know that. Go figure. Damn Nazis! I hate Asgardian Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of Nazis using magic and stuff. In the oh, of course. I mean, there's I, I literally listened to a podcast that talked about the Spear of Destiny and, and Hitler as occultism, yeah. which was all bullshit basically back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but still, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, items technology of no John P Judge Peace's helmet can retinal scan a target to determine if they're telling the truth. This is pseudoscience in a way. Um, temporal displacement charge is energy provided by the TVA that allows Justice Peace to jump through time on his hop cycle. So, time energy. Um, in the future, genetic encrypting keeps ordinary crimes like murder to a minimum. Wow. Uh, you're literally genetically altering people. It's like you're 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 giving everyone a, 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 a what's that that surgery? brain chip or whatever the brain case or whatever. Yeah, the surgery. You know, a, a fucking. Lobotomy. Oh, a lobotomy, or just like a like a, a painful shock when you go to commit a crime that yeah. you fucked up. Uh, also, Mjolnir can be used to warp to, uh, Thor through time, but now it only works on space, except this one time. Holy shit, that's some weird stuff. Because a little bit, a little bit of the enchantment still exists. It's I also guess. like there's it's no. Little, it's a little Deus Ex Machina. They got rid of it, thank God, for the most part, because it was like, well, why doesn't he just go back in time? Like, yeah. A, 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 if anything goes wrong, why not go back in time? Right. They got rid of it because it well, raised the stakes. Why fly around the Earth and turn it backwards? Exactly. For everything. Why not? Right. Um, terrible slang. Made up words. Justice, peace. One-liners. <laughs> the sentence is death. Straight up. Haven't heard Judge Dredd sentence no. anyone to death in our comic yet. Yeah. As we of have 1980. Four years between uh, where we are in this. Yeah. But, I mean, remember, the very first, like, screen, uh, not screen, but, like, the very first prototype comic had him He's sentencing people to death. The yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, the sentence, sentence is death. death. And killing people. Yeah. It has That was had. the prototype, like, proto art. Yeah. Which was uh, by, primarily by uh, Esquera, Carlos Esquera. Yep. Um, also, Thor gives us the line, literally, of judge, jury, executioner. Yeah. Thank you so much. Drive the point the synopsis. Home. And then, a lot more people are going to buy the farm. I love, <laughs> I love that shit. I love it so much. But, so here's where we get into the TVA, right? For world building. Introduction of Justice Peace and the TVA, which you may recognize from the fucking Disney Plus show Loki, What's just that? so happens to deal with the infamous half-brother of Thor joining the TVA, right? Yep. Uh, quote, after Steel... Step-brother, not half-brother. Uh, Step-brother, you're right. Uh, quote, and this is the, the, the plot of Loki, after stealing the Tesseract during the events of the Avengers Endgame in 2019, an alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious Time Variance Authority, TVA, a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of time and space and monitors the timeline. They give Loki a choice. Face being erased from existence due to being a time face erase being erased from existence due to being, being a time variant, or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat. Loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller, traveling through time. 
uh, also is DB Cooper, which I love. Yes. Uh, entire society and enti the entire society and concept is literally introduced in this comic, which was originally just meant to parody Judge Dredd. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, so just to recap, 2000 AD makes a comic about a dystopic future cop that runs for eight, uh, six years. In, his, in eight years, Marvel makes a two-part comic that parodies this character and this dystopian setting. And then 40 years later, later, Kevin Feige, who wanted to introduce the Time Variance Authority for years somehow, decided, yes, this is the Not time. That's a good time to and, drop this. And set a multi-million dollar television show within that same universe, albeit with some moderate changes. Second season is on the way. There's a second Ooh. season. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the TVA has grown since its introduction here. Oh, yeah. It grew and morphed into something but very important to the Marvel Universe. I cannot believe the timeline you and I are living in where this can happen. <laughs> yeah, right? That's insane. Um, also, prepare to hear more about the TVA, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in a bit. Um, Mobius I, M. Mobius is a character in the comics. Thank you so much. Mobius M. Mobius. Uh, A.K.A. Owen Wilson's character yeah. wow. is the handler of Justice Peace. Oh, yeah. he's the guy who sent Justice Peace back, and we learn about this through more stuff uh, later here in a bit. Interesting. Um, I also love the fact that we see the body of Thatcher in the previous comic without knowing that it. Is that is some good? That's some Chekhov's gun stuff without it being Chekhov's gun. It's it's such a background blinking you'll miss it thing. Yeah. That's why I had you specifically describe it's like that in the panel. middle of the panel too. So it's like oh there's something there, but there's a lot going on. I... Yeah. There's way more interesting stuff happening. It's a blink and you'll miss it thing. You're like yeah. you'll go back and be like what the fuck. Um. Also, this is a big cut right here. Justice Peace mentions something called the Hammurabi Code of Genetic Law. Now, I know about Hammurabi because I took a lot of history classes. Okay. What do and you remember? He is a ruler of Mesopotamia or Babylon. Okay. Uh, he was a, in, he, I don't, the way my professor described him to me was history's first lawyer. Okay. And the Hammurabi Code was, uh, at that point, you know, in history, dynasty said, I'm the new king, I'll make all the rules. Okay. And Hammurabi said, the Hammurabi Code says, these are the rules we're sticking with, even after my death. Okay, so that's what I remember. This is most likely so pretty much creating the idea of like, this is a nation's rules that can't be just changed at the will of the current leader. And now this is a genetic code. Okay, these laws are imprinted genetically into people, which is really interesting. Yeah. But it is definitely a reference to the Code of Hammurabi, of which I had never heard of until reading this Thor comic from 1986. And here we go about the Code of Hammurabi. Uh, it is a Babylonian. Babylonian. Legal text. Well, I, said, I said Mesopotamian. Yeah. I... You, said, you said Babylonian multiple times, though. So okay. you, you, you caught yourself. It's okay. Uh, it's a Babylonian legal text composed in 1755-1750 BC. So yeah. It's one, of the early, like, it's one of the River Valley civilizations. It's super long ago. It is the longest, best organized, and best preserved legal text from the ancient Near East. Uh, it is written in the old Babylonian dialect of Akkadian, Proposed, purportedly by Hammurabi, yep. sixth king of the first dynasty of Babylon. The primary copy of the text is inscribed on a basalt or diorite stele uh, seven and a half feet
feet tall. It was a big deal. Because uh, everyone was like, okay, everyone changes the rules every time there's a new leader. Yeah. That's not good for a nation. So the stele was discovered in 1901 at the site of Susan in, 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 uh, Susa in present-day Iran, where it had been taken as plunder 600 years after its creation. The text itself was copied and studied by Mesopotamian scribes over a millennium. The stele now resides in the Louvre, Louvre, the Louvre. Louvre Museum. I always pronounce uh, that wrong. Let's um, go to France and go see it. The top of the stele features an image in relief of Hammurabi with Shamash, the Babylonian sun god and yep. god of justice. Below the relief are about 4,130 lines of cuneiform text. One-fifth contains a prologue and an epilogue in poetic style, while the remaining four-fifths contain what are generally called the laws. In the prologue, Hammurabi claims to have been granted his rule by the gods to prevent the strong from oppressing the weak. Mm -hmm. The laws are caustic, expressed as if, then. That's how they're expressed. If yeah. this happens, then you do this. Yeah. Conditional sentences. Their scope is broad, including, for example, criminal law, family law, property law, and com commercial law. So it's like super in-depth. Yeah. Um, modern scholars responded to the code with admiration at its perceived fairness and respect for the rule of law and at the complexity of old Babylonian society. There was also much discussion of its influence on the Mosaic law. Scholars quickly identified Lex Talionis, the eye for an eye principle, uh, which is literally where this shit comes from, okay. and underlying of the two collections. Debate among uh, Assyriologists have since centered around several aspects of the code, its purpose, its underlying principles, its language, and its relation to earlier and later law collections. But like, this is like one of the first evidences of like the eye for an eye shit. That is insane. Yeah. It's like almost 4,000 years ago. Um, Despite the uncertainty surrounding these issues, Hammurabi is regarded outside of Assyriology as an important figure in the history of law and the document as a true legal code. The U.S. Capitol has a relief portrait of Hammurabi alongside those of other lawgivers, and there are replicas of the stele in numerous institutions, including the headquarters of the United Nations in New York City and the Permagon Museum in Berlin. And this is what the stele looks like it's seven and a half feet fucking tall and Whoa. it's all writing up and down here that's pretty fucking cool hey okay <laughs> all right hey oh, nothing nothing happened um so justice peace mentions a lot of rules about time traveling by the tva Especially the fact that there's like a time loop around the turn of the century. Yeah, 15-year time loop that no one can go in and out of. We don't know why or if that's alluding to something that's going to happen in the future. Or if it's just a, a quick like thing. We can't mess with our own stories that much, so we put this uh, bubble. Who knows? Also, according to the Marvel database, the Time Variance Authority, an infinitely vast bureaucracy that governs a significant number of realities in the ever-growing multiverse, the organization has dedicated itself to keeping tabs on every reality that exists, and it controls a temporal dominion which is approximately two or three times as large as Kang's temporal empire. Kang the Conqueror being a a, a, a Marvel, a big Marvel villain. You say Fantastic Four? Is I said fa he's, he's he's Fantastic Four, Avengers, uh, Doctor Strange. Okay, so he's kind of a general villain, like yeah, Thanos general kind of villain. thing. Not not ascribed to a specific. Uh, yeah, but okay. I think his first appearances are, are Fantastic Four. But okay. I could be wrong about that. No worries. But I, I associate him with Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, all employees within TVA are bred and, born and bred specifically to complete their functions, and every employee in the TVA has a lifetime of employment. Mm -hmm. It is an organization of faceless bureaucrats. Yeah, I had that issue of Doctor Strange where it was 
they showed the TVA, and it was just a endless void of floating desks of faceless men at the desks. It's so much bureaucracy. It's just a white, endless void of desks in every direction. I love that so much. Uh, most TV, it's very uh, uh, Hitchhikers into the Galaxy esque. It is. Most TVA employees are cloned from the same genetic stock to reduce disputes and improve efficiency. However, they do recruit new promising candidates, such as Justice Peace. Um, so a bit of TVA history in the comics. We have what just occurred, basically, with TVA sending Justice Peace back uh, to prevent the Zaniac and World War VII in Justice Peace's Brooklynopolis. Yeah. But they are, like I said, they're a separate entity from Justice Peace and his Brooklynopolis. Right. But that is their first introduction, That's their first introduction in the Marvel Universe is, uh, is through Justice Peace, a parody of Judge Dredd. It's fucking insane. Justice Peace would return to tangle with the Fantastic Four on behalf of the TVA and the Committee of Time Lapses and Synchronicity, but most memorably, Justice Peace and the TVA would return in the story arc known as The Time Trial of She-Hulk. Where... Go. I had to record this once already. Let's do it again. A man killed a time traveler that he was warned about by a future version of that same time traveler and was put on trial in the future and defended by She-Hulk until Justice Peace helps close a time paradox that started the whole thing, but subsequently causing She-Hulk to be arrested and put on time trial by the TVA for trying to warn Hawkeye about his future death. Woo! Man. That is a bureaucracy. I don't ever want to do that again. Um, <laughs> so... Also, Justice Peace works directly with Mobius and Mobius, who we mentioned is Owen Wilson's character from the Loki television show. Yeah. I cannot fucking believe that we exist in a time where <laughs> this shit goes on. It's I can't believe Kevin Feige. It's him. It's literally him Reading who's doing this these shit. Old issues of Thor. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you're really gonna bring this shit up? Like, if they bring up Beta Ray Bill at some point, I'm gonna be like, you gotta be fucking. If, if Beta, Beta Ray Bill, Bill shows up in. Thor, Love and Thunder. He has an, he's had a cameo in Thor 3. Bullshit. No. Um, uh, okay. He's, you know, on Jeff Goldblum's planet. Mm-hmm. The, the four, four big statue faces. You're right! Vader and Bill's one of them. Oh my god! I know exactly what you're, how did I not? Oh my god. Yeah, Vader and Bill is definitely a possibility for appearing in a Thor. That um, is, dude, Kevin Feige. I get that and again, smart Bill motherfucker. Is something I've seen before, but never really knew much about. That is absolutely Beta Ray Bill with Hulk's face up there on yeah. the giant tower. It's like Hulk, Beta Ray Bill, and uh, the two others are also cameos. But I can't remember who they are. That's fucking insane, dude! I cannot. You didn't believe. know that? Oh, no, wow. that's fucking awesome. Oh. Lastly, Kevin and Mitch, or Bill and Jeff, whoever the fuck Ruby's kids are, probably Kevin and Mitch, were left with Volstagg and Gudrun in Asgard. Kind of sad, kind of badass. Boy, what a culture shock. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say... From living outside of Chicago to living in Asgard. Yeah. I, good luck. I mean, I would say you're probably going to survive longer in Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You went along with that pretty quickly. Yeah. You were Whoa. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Little harsh. Little harsh. Oh, uh, we don't know what part of Chicago. Probably not that nice. Uh, well, death at the suburbs. It was, I mean... But, uh... Suburbs, there are a lot of... I mean, I, there's a lot of suburbs. Uh, death count, though. Thug Thatcher dies out of fear, and Zaniac is eradicated by Thor and, and Justice, Justice Peace. So, PK. I, I know we have to record this. This is the second time we're recording this. because I, I did not pause. You put all the heavy lifting. I'm I know, good. I know. But it's also like, I want to thank you 
for doing this podcast with me. I want to thank you for doing all the work. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I don't usually say that. Usually I say no worries, but you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we had to, you had to do a lot. For this, this is your little side love project. You did do a lot of work for it. And I, I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that you appreciate that. Um, yeah. You did a lot of fucking research. There's a lot of fucking research that goes into this. And I get a lot of it wrong, too. Um, but... I want... It's cool to learn new things. Like, I mean, I just knew about Hammurabi. We just talked about Hammurabi for a minute. Yeah, I love the fact that I get to learn weird, actual life things from a comic book written in, like, the 80s or 70s, whenever it is. So, I really enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed our very special episode. Um, this is going to be probably one of our longest yet. Oh, yeah, we're going on 245. Um, oh, it's, it's not, what was it, 330? Oh, my God, I really need to edit that episode down. It's so long. That was so weird because I'm just watching our podcast. I'm like, why is this one an hour longer than <laughs> all the other? It's so long. We couldn't get around to get talking about shit. So, <laughs> last but not least, we got to talk to you, our wonderful listeners, all like 67 of you, um, including, that's just our subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. We actually have a lot of people on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You guys are all awesome. We fucking love you. We I can't believe you listen to us. Yeah. Um, I read I read your comments on YouTube. I read your comments on Reddit. I You I, guys are just the nicest fans. You guys are so anything. forgiving to us. Cause yeah. Because you cause, all have read more Judge Dredd. Excuse me. Than we have. I'm not gonna lie, we're kind of stupid. We're we're pretty stupid about this, but we're learning and we're appreciating and we love its weirdness and its its cheesy, wacky stuff. Um, but I want you to know that if you're listening to this just on YouTube or what have you, that you can find us on any other listening platform where you get your podcasts: Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. Uh, I personally used Pocket Casts, but then it kind of crashed a bit for me, so I think I'm using something else now. I forget what it I is. I've heard good things about Stitcher. Uh, I've heard I've, I've used Stitcher before. Right now, I'm using Pocket Casts. I lied. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want you to know, though, if anyone is listening to this and you find I it entertaining... we caught into a take three. No, no, fuck that. <laughs> Do it alive. Uh, if you find this entertaining, and you, uh, feel free to leave a comment, subscribe, or hire a contortionist to perform a piece written in our honor in Times Square. Any press is good press. We appreciate all of you. And if you want to contact us, you can at dreadfulemailaddress at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L email address at gmail.com. We will read and respond to everything because you guys are very few in number and we love you all. Um, and like I said, I've, I've been reading your comments on YouTube. On our, You guys are just really nice and really uh, – you guys tell us things that are great. Like – I'm also, my favorite, my, one of my favorite fans <laughs> right now, Judge Fish. Oh my Long God, may Ju he rain. We love Judge Fish. Long may he rain. Um, I, I love the fact. I, I try and respond to all you guys on YouTube, honestly, and I try to get to there as quick as I can. I think I'm posting an episode tonight. We'll see. Um, but PK, are you ready to hear again what we have coming up down the pipe? I'll humor you. What's happening next, Andy? God damn it! Here we go. <laughs> Next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast, we begin our fourth case files compendium, which starts with the 26-part epic. That is The Judge Child. And that is our longest storyline. That is indeed our longest... Longer well, it will by be. one. Longer by one. Than the day than the law died. The day the law died. Uh, Judge Dredd is tasked with finding Owen Chrysler, a boy born in the irradiated wasteland of the Cursed Earth, who will one day grow up to lead Mega City one through its gravest hour. Can Judge Dredd get to the clairvoyant child in time? Who is building an Egyptian civilization out of garbage? 
Do planets really eat people? No. And what does Judge Dredd have against men with mustaches? <laughs> Find out next time, or soon, on the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a dreadful recording coming to you from... The, the Distant, Distant Present! Present.